What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> Why are you It's all part of the game, Sydney. Call Gesser, I'm gonna die! Fuck you! We already played that game, remember? You lost. It's a fun game, Sydney. See, we ask you a question, and if you get it wrong, you die. You get it right, you die. You're crazy, both of you. Actually, pretty term psychotic. We'll never get away with this. I know. Tell that to Cotton Weary. Wouldn't believe how easy he was to frame. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast that puts the hello in Halloween. It's best film ever. <laughs> My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. And I think that holds up. I'm that's, sure that that's is. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> spooky, spooky, spooky. Welcome to our Halloween we special are, episode. <laughs> it's going to be a scream, folks. Welcome I hope so. to the so. so, uh So we've literally... I wasn't making it up. We've literally just pushed the stop button. We have, yeah. On, uh, you took your headphones off because you forgot. I took the headphones off. And I went, <laughs> I'm glad that's done. And they went, put them back on. You're supposed to, come on, come on, monkey, dance. <laughs> I feel like Spider and Goodfellas. Come on, say your bit. Do what you're supposed to do. So uh, we are here, and we're talking about Scream. Now, uh, I've seen Scream. I've seen Scream. You've seen Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the ladies have not. Oh, I have seen Scream. Oh, you have seen Scream. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, I didn't know that. Um, I've... I've seen it, but I've not like kind of sat down and properly watched it. I think I might have seen it at like a kind of teenage sleepover or something where you're chatting oh, that's a ter- alongside. That's a terrible choice of teenage sleepover. Oh my word! Um, like, so, I might probably like late teens. I think okay. I saw it, but yeah, it was so it was quite a while ago, and I don't think I properly properly watched it. But yeah, I always hated sleepovers that had um, horror movies at them. And Georgia, you have not seen Scream. The most I've seen of Scream is of two drag queens reviewing classic horror films. Okay. So no, I've not seen Scream. But it is one of the, I was watching something that said it was like one of the most culturally relevant horror films of all time. Because it references so many. It references so many and it becomes very meta. And it, it, since, yeah. since like the late 90s, like meta has been big and breaking the fourth wall yeah. and um, Easter eggs and whatnot. And Scream sort of predates all those. They were ahead of the curve on that. And it's got Henry Winkler in it. It's Henry the Winkler, the Fonz. You know, so... Yeah, so I definitely can't go wrong with that. Ne- ne- Nev Campbell, Neve Campbell. Oh, it's um, like Neve Campbell? Neve? Is it Neve? Nev. Nev Campbell. I think, I think she's Canadian? I read it as Neve because it's I N-E-V-E. Think. Yeah. Well, that doesn't... Yeah, you can... <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can... Yeah, but that's how... Yeah, either either. <laughs> either either. Yeah, that's fine. I would read that uh, as Neve as well. Nev Campbell is Canadian. I just want to make sure I got that right. Yeah, so there we go. Although I've just ruined the age game for myself, so <laughs> <laughs> I will not take part in that one. Um, well, you could do the age game. I've already done it. Oh, okay. Oh, good. So <laughs> there's, um, you know, there's a fifth one coming out. There is, yeah. I didn't even remember there was a fourth one. There was, yeah. 2011, I believe. Oh, the fourth one was, yeah. yeah. I saw the third and thought, like, it's a, it's a series with diminishing returns, kind of like, like Pirates of the Caribbean in that way. The first yeah. one's brilliant. Yeah. Two and three are they're all right. Yeah. And then like four, like why are we still doing this? Yeah, four, the answer is because you can print money. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see the fifth one to see Courtney Cox and David, David Arquette. Arquette working together post divorce. Yeah. yeah, post divorce. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting on that one. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Courtney Cox is in this. David Arquette's in this. So big name ca- and a lot of '90s teen actors in this I as well. If, uh, is it Skeet Ulrich? I want to say Skeet Ulrich Skeet is like Ulrich the boyfriend. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, brilliant in this. Yeah, he's he's really, actually he's really good in this, really and we'll good. talk about it a bit more after the break. Really good. But um, so as far as the win, I was quite happy when Scream won. Yeah. I know you were because oh, it was your yeah. first choice over Halloween. Absolutely. So it was like your two choices were going neck and neck for most Come of it. On. <laughs> So that's really that. So, Georgia, why don't you tell us a little bit of context? You're in Context Corner. I this. am, yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Scream? So, Scream was originally written as a script that was called Scary Movie, not to be confused with wow. Scary Movie that eventually did come out. That would, that would parody which Scream. Parody of a which parody. parodied Scream, yeah. which yeah. is a parody of yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah. Parodies, yeah, Scream's both a parody and a pastiche of, whole, yeah. of yeah. horror films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was called Scary Movie for at least until like two weeks after I think it was about two weeks after they finished filming. It, they then named it Scream. Okay. Um, and there was uproar from the cast because they didn't like it, but eventually... Really? Yeah. Wow. Eventually it got renamed. Um, so the story itself is actually inspired by a real-life serial killer, uh, the Gainesville Ripper, um, okay. who is Danny Rowling. He was um, a serial killer in Florida in 1990 um, who killed teenage girls at a and killed and kidnapped teenage girls at sleepovers. Wow, this sounds like he was trying to get a movie made. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. Not to not to not to like make light of, of some actual tragedy, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's very much that. Um, it was. Sorry, I'm scrolling through my phone. I might have a correction to make. I might have seen scary movie and not scream. Oh, okay. Oh, scary movie sucks. Yeah, I turned it off. <laughs> I turned it off. Well, I wouldn't have liked it anyway. And like it, either it, of them. So. If, if it had the Wayans brothers in yeah, it, it yeah, definitely yeah. was was scary I, I movie. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, I, I I really can't remember which okay. one I've seen. I'm I just I remember the mask, but the mask is in both of them, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, 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 so the film had a budget of between fourteen and fifteen million pounds. No okay. dollars. Dollars. Policies, That's not much. Which isn't much. No. It made um, a lot of money. It made. Do you want to have a guess? Do you know? I want to say it made one hundred twenty million. Uh, one hundred and forty. What was the budget? Sorry. 15. 40, 15 million. Mm, Ninety. 173. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. 173 million. It was huge. I remember how huge it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, directed by, is it Wes Craven? It is Wes Craven. Yes. Who also directed Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he actually parodies his own film. He does. And he dies. Uh, I think he died after three and he can't, I I think he's dead. Wes Craven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he is. He is. He is. Yeah. Yeah, And so he couldn't do number four or the new nightmares or any of that stuff. Kevin Williamson produced it then. Or was he, did he write it? Kevin Williams wrote it. Wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he did a lot for, um, Dawson's Creek, I think. I don't want to wait for this (laughs) life to be over. Yeah. I want to know right now. <laughs> really? I mean, I'm sorry, but but Joey should have picked Pacey. Yes, of course. He should have picked Pacey. Pacey was the choice. Also, Joshua Jackson, I believe also Canadian. Not being funny. Just saying. Them two were seeing each other in real life. They were seeing each other in real life. Yeah. So just steer into the skid, yeah, man. exactly. Like James Vanderbeek is a five head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> so when the uh, script for this it was originally called Scary Movie went up for sale on a Friday in June 1995, it received zero bids. No one wanted it at all. By the following Monday, the script had become a bidding war. Oh, wow. So it was between Paramount Pictures, Universal Pictures. And Miramax, right? And uh, Morgan Creek Productions and Miramax. Okay. Yeah, Miramax. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Miramax gets it, right? Yeah, Miramax yes. gets it for $400,000. Wow. And and you get, I think we mentioned this before when we did something, that you get a certain percentage. Yeah. When you sell your script, you get a certain percentage of the total revenues. Yeah. I think it's like 0.018%, yeah, but yeah. you... Probably another, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or something on top. Yeah, he's done okay. Yeah, 
And they wanted Craven to direct because of his previous work. Um, and they thought that he would actually turn it into a horror as well as a comedy and not just steer too far. It's very into clever. The you don't want parody. to be a farce. Yeah. No, it's so that's, that's what scary movie does. And yeah. actually yeah. this what this does really cleverly is it does both. So it makes fun of horror movies while at the same time being, being a horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, it's and very that's, clever. It's like Shrek. For you know the first Shrek, we, we all kind of go Shrek sucks because of what it turned into. Yeah. But the original Shrek, which both makes fun of fairy tale movies while being a fairy yeah. tale movie, really clever. And very clever. about five years, it does. It does basically. It's like it does for animated movies what Scream had done five years previously for horror films. Yeah. I wish we were watching Shrek instead. No, this is good. This, this is, is good. This you, is I'm, great. Really, change your mind. I'm really, really worried now. No, that I I've seen scary mind. movie and not scream, and that actually this is going to proper freak me out. No, you'll be no, right. it's not. No, I think you'll be okay. I think we, I don't like horror movies, but I like from this. what I've seen, it's a few jump scares, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's not horrendous. It is at, at its basis. I was saying this to Georgia actually uh, at some point earlier. I said scream. And its in its most basic premise is not actually a horror movie. It's it's a it's, it's a, a murder a, it's a murder mystery. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a whodunit. Yeah, because one of you realize that somebody in this in this universe they've created is a killer. Who is it? Yeah, and that's really and what they it walk is. among us. Yeah. So you. So the yeah. question is: is it, you're, you're you're spending the whole movie trying to figure out. Is okay, it wait, you? Is it you? <laughs> is it you? Wait, wait, wait. Could it be you? Because this is. But you, yeah. But it can't be them because. The, and it, you're just sort of trying to place. It's like a game of Cluedo. You're trying to place everybody on the board. And that's where the they same in be. scary movie, right? Sorry. That's the same premise in scary movie, right? Well, I guess scary movie. I don't know. I, I, I turned scary. I, I, I just yeah, said I turned I scary know. movie off. Me either. Scary yeah. movie's a parody. So yeah, well, I didn't it, like it. It's about as close to this as Robin Hood Men in Tights is to Robin Hood. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there is a, there okay. is there is the same story, but they go way <laughs> off way on off. tangents. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what I've got. Sony Pictures at one point did file a lawsuit um, against Miramax, claiming that Scream, the title, infringed on Sony's own Screamers that had come out the year before. Yeah. No way. Um, nah. and, yeah. No. They they lost that. Absolutely. They yeah. Were. yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we are going to go ahead and watch this film and watch Ellie's reaction to this film <laughs> as we go ahead. I really think you're looking worried. I don't think you have any yeah, reason to. I'm you know, like proper shitting myself. I'm, no, I'm really, I'm really thinking you just need to sort of talk yourself down off the ledge. We're not that. fan of horror movies. No, we're not. There's no <laughs> one of, here who's no. like horror movies is our thing. No. Mm-hmm. And, yet, and, yet, and yet we're all sitting here, well, two of us, we're sitting here going, I can't wait to watch this again. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. with that in mind, um, we're going to go ahead, we're going to do lots of reassurances, Let's and get we'll coffee. get some coffee, and we will see you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. And we are back. Oh, starting to feel that end of double feature day. It's been yeah. a... It's, it's been, been a scream. Right. It's been a scream. <laughs> it's been a scream. I'm going to open up a carbonated beverage. There we are. Yeah. Oh, you didn't do it in the mic. Rather though. Than trying, no. Oh, I should have done it in the mic. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to get another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to drink two. <laughs> um, so it was. I haven't seen that since like 1990 something. So I, I haven't seen that for a long while. I don't think I've seen that since the first time I saw it. Oh, maybe no. I've seen it twice. Maybe. Oh, no, I've seen it about oh, five or six times. I could tell you'd seen it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> talking along with most of the lines. We have to yeah. keep telling there, you to we, shut we, up. We, we had to have a mild intervention <laughs> about 10 minutes in where we went, Liam. We get, at one point, I think I went, to be fair, I get it. You remember the film? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't realize how much I remembered yeah. until they were just like falling out of my mouth. <laughs> now, the question was, Ellie, you weren't sure if you'd seen Scary Movie or Scream. Did you come to a conclusion on this? I'm pretty sure it was Scream that I've seen okay. before. But um, I couldn't remember. Well, I could kind of remember a couple of things, but not exactly. So, it, Did you remember the main plot points, like who the killers were? I remembered that there were multiple. Okay. Okay. So. But I didn't remember who they were. Obviously, if you've seen this, 
or if you haven't seen this, spoilers. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a horror film. It's a murder mystery. We've said all sorts of things. So let's jump into this. Um, the Let's talk about the poster for a minute, because the first character we get introduced to is Drew Barrymore, who, yeah. if you've seen the poster, she is clearly the biggest picture, uh, person on the poster. Prominently on the poster. Partially because she's the biggest star, but also yeah. partially because, I mean, they kept this under wraps. Yeah, that was yeah. such a big deal in the day, wasn't it? Do you have anything on that, Georgia, by any chance? Um, there's rumours that she did it because... Um, she was originally cast as Nev Campbell's role and then couldn't do it because of different um, commitments, different commitments and that sort of thing. But then there's other people that say, no, she didn't. She didn't want to have a big, a big part in it. She just wanted to be in it. So it's, she is, it's never really known. It is 10 minutes that just completely screws with the audience. Yeah. Go, oh, my God. A, it sets the tone perfectly. Brilliant. B, when Before the Game person of who you think <laughs> is the biggest star. Yeah dies in the first 10 minutes yeah it's like shocked me what yeah and this isn't just one of those things where like some of us just haven't seen films with these characters in before with these actors in before they're just not not big actors right drew barrymore is hands down the biggest actor yeah yeah and courtney cox is starting to become she's trying to become a thing but she's not the right age to be that kind of no. a, a, a person. I mean, Nev Campbell, you would have known as she was a supporting role on Party of Five. Party of Five. She yeah. was like Matt, Matt, Matthew Fox's younger sister or something like something that. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. So she was, had, had a TV role, but she was a TV actress. Like Drew Barrymore yeah. was legit movie actress. Yeah. So, um, and so we get introduced to Drew Barrymore, and there's a Dutch angle as she gets phoned, not once, but twice. And she makes that small, like she's really ditzy and is yeah. like making that small flirty talk with like random guy on the phone. <laughs> I remember the 90s. This wasn't my experience of what 90s was like. So many no. issues with her conversation and actions. And we even have like a, after she talks a couple of times, then we get the establishment shot outside with like the rope swing and like yeah. all these like horror tropes that are yep. there. That that house in the middle of nowhere, the parents who aren't home, yeah. the girl who shouldn't answer the question, but you know, was all flirted. Oh, I have a boyfriend. I wonder if that's why she's punished according to the rules. Is it because she lied about having a boyfriend? Could be. Yeah. I, this is one thing that I don't understand is why <clears throat> these two were killed to begin with. For the sake of the movie? Other than for the sake of the That's movie. All it is, yeah. yeah. I don't there doesn't um, seem to be any motive behind these two. Well it, actually there is kind of, if you recall back to a conversation yeah. that happens later. We'll we'll, we'll touch base okay. on when we get there. Oh okay. Mm. Um, yeah. but how great is Drew Barrymore being the dumb blonde in this? Brilliant. She is. And she even gets asked, like, Do you, are you making popcorn? Yeah. And he goes, Oh, I only I only eat popcorn when I'm watching a movie. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, this thing's gonna be really what we call re- reflexive and reflexive is when a film kind of makes fun of itself or its own genre okay and this is what this film was highly into was oh, like keep dropping time. the idea about movies and what does it mean to be in a movie and what are the rules if you're in a movie and um she goes oh i don't like horror movies it's the one oh i know which one it is it's that one with the guy in the white mask who stalks around and attacks babysitters <laughs> which is pretty much what this was going to be and this opening sequence is like one continuous shot large portions of this is one take so good which is really good. Yeah. Really good job by Drew Barrymore. Um, and she's she so goes, believable in this as well. Yeah, she asks, why do you want to know my name? And he goes, because I want to know who I'm looking at. Yeah. And uh, she hangs up and he goes, don't hang up on me. And then she picks up the phone and he goes, listen, asshole. He goes, shut up, you little bitch. <laughs> you hang up me again and I'll cut you like a fish, you understand? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that we're laughing at this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just Liam's but, ability but the, to remember all of these lines. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the rules, though. I mean, there's this, there's this um, genre theorist um, who we've talked about before, Stuart Hall, and he, and he talks about the idea that 
you know, if someone phoned someone and said these sorts of things to someone in real life, we'd go, that's deplorable. Yeah. When it's a horror movie, we go, oh, it's what's expected. Yeah. And we, ex- and we change our expectations of what morality is based on this film. And this film was full of them going, I know what the genre of a horror film is. It's mm-hmm. this. So it worked on multiple levels. She goes, um, she runs, and then there's this great, like, horror. Like, it, it, it makes fun of horror films while being a horror film. Yeah, it's clever. So there's the great score, and there's point of view shots, and she's looking out the window to see what's going on. And she says she's two seconds away from calling the cops. And she goes, who's there? And the <laughs> phone rings again. You should never say who's there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a death wish. And why is she two seconds away from calling the cops at this point? Why is she not already? Because her yeah. role in this is to make all the mistakes that Sydney won't. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what that's why she exists to go first, is so we can then not want to see Sydney go yeah. through the same experience. Because we thought our main character was Drew Barrymore. Now surprise, surprise, it won't be. Because after she the first the phone call, either. you wouldn't pick it up again, would you? You'd be like, No, I'm not I'm not talking. Yeah. That's me done. And so, especially yeah. after the second one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we find out that Steve is there. She has a boyfriend called Steve. He's, his he's name wouldn't be Steve. He's got a Letterman jacket, it? so we know he's a football player and a good one. How do you know his name? And he wants to play a game. And it's all like horror. It's like if you got horror movie trivia <clears throat> at the pub quiz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, strange. And I'm going to judge Drew Barrymore because, you know what, if she's really seen Friday the 13th 20 times, like she claims to, mm. she doesn't know the answer. Of course. That's, of course such, an easy, that's yeah. such an easy one, isn't it? And so we find out three. What's the killer's name in Halloween? It's Michael. Very good. Yeah. What's the killer's, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? And it's Mrs. Voorhees, not mm-hmm. Jason. That's mm-hmm. uh, not until the second. And then finally it's, what door am I at? <laughs> and at The one point, I shouldn't be. <laughs> and at this point she makes her way back to the kitchen and the popcorn she put on at the start. It's is, on fire. Is, is on, oh, yeah. It's a really clever little bit. I'd like to have seen it being pop, 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 pop. I'd like tension. a really tension point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, we get our first glimpse of Ghostface in the house. Mm-hmm. She runs outside. We then see Ghostfaces in the house from our perspective. She doesn't know, but we just, oh, it's, it's behind you, pantsy horror film <laughs> kind of thing. There's a car, um, and when she sees the car, I guess it's her parents' car, but she's got like one windy, stinking like, like driveway. Yeah. And she goes and like runs after the car, but Ghostface catches her and like stabs her uh, in, in the chest, but not enough to kill her. And then uh, she knees him in the groin. And the question, and a problem I have with this film is how is Ghostface able to be so coordinated wearing like a dress and a mask? <laughs> He's not always there, is he? <laughs> no, he falls over oh, all the time. Does he? Yeah. yeah. How does he see so well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, not so much. Um, she sees her parents and she sees her parents who just don't understand. That wasn't meant to be a Will Smith pun there. <laughs> so they don't, they show up and they don't really, and it's a hard part because she's been stabbed. She can't scream. And that's a really powerful moment yeah. actually because you're like, I just want them to see her. I just want them to realize. I thought it was because he had his hands around her throat. No, because she was trying to get someone tries to scream, but she's, uh, uh, yeah, okay. and it's because she's been stabbed in the chest, I guess. Her windpipe must be gone or Could something. Be, yeah, yeah. And um, she removes his mask and does one of the and, and kind of lets us know that she knows, she knows who they who are. Is, yeah. But this is like an, an, an enigma; it's kept from us. And so we're like, "Oh, who is this?" But we've been introduced to anybody else in the universe, so we no. just need to know that she knows who it is. That who underneath is it tells us that who's underneath the mask will be a big deal. Yeah, this is something that we need to care about: is who's underneath the mask? Because more than once the mask comes off, and, we and don't again later see. we'll come back to this because yes, you know, yes, I want to so, know who. Yeah. Apparently, Drew Barrymore wasn't very good at crying on set. Oh, really? Um, and so to keep her crying, like real tears. Um, they brought in E.T. No, Wes, Wes oh. Craven kept telling her real life stories about animal cu- cruelty. Oh, wow. Aww. So that she'd Aww. cry. 
during kind of filming. Things, I don't know if I could think about that. I'm going to really like damage people. You hear about Stanley Kubrick doing stuff like oh, this. Oh, I know, too. yeah. And it's just like, I don't think I have that in me. No, no. me either. Uh, and so there's lots of cutting, cross-cutting inside and outside because the phone's still live. Mm-hmm. And so the parents come home and they kind of go into overacting 101, these two. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's our daughter. It's our daughter. Like, wouldn't you just say the name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there's lots of Dutch angles, and then mom goes outside because she's going to go to a neighbor's house while dad calls the cops. This makes me really, really cross. And me. That he sends her away to the neighbor's house to call the call the police and doesn't like go with her, stay with her. I think it's her. a callback to other horror movies. I, I think when he's they say, trying to stick around in case he can find her, but wants to get the mom safe. My but biggest... how is it getting her safe by sending her outside when you know there's a killer on the loose? Well, they don't know there's a killer exactly, do they? Well, they know that something fishy's going something on. Something fishy's well, going on. they back. I mean, they know, I mean, the neighbors are going to be a fair distance away. It gets you yeah. away from whatever's happening here. Something's obviously, their yeah, daughter, we assume. she has to get to the neighbors first. Well, obviously she was all right. My biggest <laughs> problem here is now coming up. Okay, which is? How do you get the time to string her up in a tree? It's it's horror movie logic, isn't it? You know? Where time breaks down. <laughs> Even I suppose you could have had the noose there's ready. There's two of them. Yeah. Is there two of them? There, oh, the, I think there is in the yeah. first oh, one. Oh, definitely, yeah. 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 And so we meet, um, and so that's the end of it, and that's the end of our first scene, and we kind of leave it there, and we instantly then jump in psychic distance to Sydney, and Sydney's the character we're going to follow, and she's hanging out there, and then all of a sudden up from the window comes um, Billy, played by Skeet Ulrich. And this jump scare does two things. Number one, it makes us go, oh, yeah. it's just like the thing we just saw because Ghostface's first appearance is like through the window, right? He comes through and kind of grabs yeah. her. But secondly, it goes, because we're cross-cutting between, we've gone from that scene to this scene, not cross-cutting per se, but we've gone from one to the other. Yeah. We're going, well, it's still nighttime. He can't be the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they like, did this a lot with him every time. They tried. They, they both had him show up immediately after something yeah. happened to make you think he's suspicious, mm. but then put him in a situation where like we can't be the killer because he was here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was really clever because I remember when I first saw this, I I bit and they, yeah, they, they, they got me every time because I, I went exactly where they wanted me to go. Yeah, I, I wasn't did. a step ahead. I did because I the, the thought of more than one never entered my mind. No mind. And I think this was. I, I'm not a big viewer of horror movies, no. but I think this people now would go. Well, it's got to be more than one. It would never would enter my. mind. Mine, there's more than one. No, same. not for a second. No. Just as a little bit of trivia, um, it's actually in that first scene when um, Drew Barrymore hits Ghostface around the head with a phone. Mm-hmm. In that first one, that is actually Craven in the outfit. Oh, is okay. it? Yeah, it's the only time in the series that he actually wears. That's cool. The oh, outfit, that is cool. but yeah, that was him in that he, first. He one. would wear another outfit later on. He will. He does. Yes. <laughs> and so there's lots of exposition. Dad comes to the door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, so just to remind you, I'm going away for four days. And just, <laughs> just so you know, I'm going to be leaving at this time and getting there. I'm going to get this flight and this hotel and everything. And I'll that, be back on Sunday. Everything that people need to know for the in case there was a killer yeah, in the room. Yeah. This is all the information. <laughs> and so um, then we get to the idea that Billy's come over because he was watching The Exorcist, but it was one of those you know muted for TV, so all the good stuffs out of it. And then he kind of explains their relationship using MPAA ratings, so the American version, the BBFC. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's yeah. like, you know, we were all hot and heavy of an R-rated, had for an X-rated, but ever since we've been kind of cut for like mainstream TV <sighs> audiences. And I'm like, okay. He's like, oh, I was just hoping for a little, you know, on top of the clothes stuff, which you know. He's asking for consent. So technically, that's, see, he's all good until he then sticks his hand under well, the clothing. And he, then he does, and we see his yeah. hand go underneath her. She's wearing like a little like nightgowny yeah. thing, yeah. Because he even says, "Is this what you wear to bed?" <laughs> and then she goes, "Oh no, no." And then I, I, I'm, he goes for it, but then when she challenges him, and says, "No, no, I don't want that." He goes, "Oh, 
you see what you do to me? I'm like, I don't like that. No, no. Because <laughs> I think the idea of people kind of setting boundaries, but then they both kind of deviate from them. If it's a mutual thing, yeah, all right. But the minute they go, oh no, well it's your it's your fault. You see what you like? It's some sort of like, wow, well done you. You've got me too. Oh, it's your fault that I'm so aroused. You turned me on, so you I raped you. It's your <laughs> fault. <laughs> and she goes, but a nice comeback. You see what you do to me? You know what my dad will do to you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all right. Uh, and then he climbs out through the window. And I said that's what I said before. Ghostface came through a window earlier. How do we feel about, by the way, how would you settle for a PG-13? PG-13. And she flashes him. Now, how do we feel about this? Okay. A PG-13. Why would you be seeing breasts in a PG-13? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you PG, can. P- yeah, PG-13's yeah. boobs. Yeah. You can see boobs. Can you? Yeah. yeah. In America, PG-13. in America, PG thirteen oh, is boobs. Yeah. But over here is different, right? Yeah, you, you, we don't have thirteens. But, but but they are Americans. Oh, uh, okay. So they're not considering British. I wonder if the British cut if they went. Would you settle for a fifteen? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, what? Yeah. Uh, but no. So like, so. The, but how do we feel about this? Because she's just basically gone. No, no, I don't yeah. want that. And he's going. And he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to go ahead and go. By the way, tee hee hee. That feels a bit insensitive. It does. At the very least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got more of a problem with the fact that she has to like rip it open because it's buttons. That's fine. Like it, you, you could pull buttons open that quick. What you can't do is magically with no hands do it back up for the next shot. <laughs> is that what happened next shot? <laughs> yeah. But what is that? Am, am I being mixed messages? Am I being misogynistic here by going? It's a little insensitive on her part. I guess because by this point he's already out of the window and she's not lo- no longer feels threatened at all. Okay. So she's going. Okay, like this is something I can do for him. As a nice little parting Treat. shot. Okay. And go, hey, sorry, but have I th- this instead. I think it sends a mixed message. Oh, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, mixed yeah. message. I think the minute you go, no, no, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, here's this. There were lines, though. I, I can show anyone my boobs. It doesn't mean I want to have sex with them. I agreed, but if uh, it's, it's about the order in which these things happen. Yeah, yeah. So if she had flashed him and then they make out and she goes, no, no, I don't want that, true, I understand true, true, true. that. Yeah, it's yeah, when yeah, she yeah. shuts him down, he res- he, he, I, I don't like the line he says, but he is leaving the window. Yeah. And then it's, by the way, tee hee 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 hee. It, it, it does feel insensitive. Not necessarily yeah. wrong, but just insensitive. Yeah. Um, and then we get, and the book ending of these scenes at the same night time makes us convinced, like I said, it's Billy. Sorry, it's not Billy who's the killer. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, thank God Rose McGowan's here because she's go. This is what happened before Facebook. You had to have a really gossipy best friend yeah. Yeah. who would give you all the information because there is no group chat. Or I Facebook like or things like that. And, um, yeah. And then also, we need a lot of characters right now. Mm-hmm. So we meet the principal, yeah. mm-hmm. played by... By Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. The Thons. Barry Zuckercorn. <laughs> yeah. He's so creepy. Mr. Hembry. Oh, really? I really like him the in principal. this. Yeah. Are you kidding? I think you no. might have been looking down. I think you all might have been, actually, at the point where he turns Sydney's head head round and like cups her by the chin to ask oh, if yeah, she's no, that okay was that was that. proper yeah, but creepy that, but for a reason because i said it when i sat there and i went i thought that was him <laughs> and you looked at me what i think they that want is you. designed as a red herring yeah they, oh, yeah. they want you early to in the movie they're trying to go here's all the people could yeah do. and so there's also another line where it goes i think it'll come up in a second but um yeah, I've got it in just... Oh, actually, it's right here. So we find that out. We meet Dewey, and we find out we can't call him Dewey. We're supposed to call him Deputy whatever his name whatever is. Whatever he is, yeah. Uh, and we get the idea that they know him socially. But then yeah. we go outside, and there's an announcement, and he goes, remember your principal loves you. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
they're weird. I might have chosen a different verb. Mm. But Care, again, they, cares for you might be a good one. Again, I think they're trying to throw red herrings in to set you up to think. They are, and that overly sort yeah. of caring, but it could be misinterpreted. Like, obviously, yeah. you don't do it. No. But I think this is within the purpose of a horror film. They're yeah. trying to establish a potential run of um, suspects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet Jamie Kennedy, who plays Randy, mm-hmm. and Matthew Lillard, who plays Stu, and they're both great in this. Matthew Lillard is brilliant. In <laughs> and so they start talking about how you can kill Nev Campbell as Sydney goes. How do you kill someone? And he goes, easy. You just take your knife and cut them from you know sternum to to to, to, to groin Going to or whatever. Going yeah. to sternum. And then one of them goes, didn't you date Casey? <laughs> yes. And he goes. But before, be, yeah, but that was before she dumped you for Steve. And I'm like, well, here's your motive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. No. Anyway, fine. besides, couldn't happen. Stu was with me. And so we've got two girls who are both the alibis for both their boys, yeah. in a sense. And then they start talking, like, do you put her liver in the mailbox? This is Randy. You put her liver in the mailbox? And he's the guy who just can't. He's like Abed from Community. He's very much that, yeah. But like without the. Without a Troy with, to keep with, him in line. And without... Is, is, is he autistic? He's, uh, he's on... Abed is, yeah. No, I know Abed is. I'm talking about, about Randy. I don't think he is. Wow. He's got no filter, though, has he? Less autistic and probably a little bit more psychotic. Okay, there yeah. we go. But so he, all he does is he kind of talks and talks. But let's, can, let's... I know it's a horror movie. But let's try and imagine the situation. One of your classmates... Two of your classmates have, have died. Mm. One of whom he used to date. Are you not going... Hey, dude, you should show some yep. compassion. Yeah. A little bit of remorse, maybe. Like, why? Like... I get the idea of Stu, because if Stu's a psychopath, Stu's a psychopath. But why is Sydney and Tatum not going? Like, if you're Tatum, you're going, it, it, it's, it's okay if you're upset. Again. But they're all like, like just cracking jokes about livers and how do you kill someone? It's not someone. It's like it's it's Steve, someone you knew. It's 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 Casey. It's someone you knew. Yeah. Again, it's, it's a bit like Sydney's mother, isn't it? A year on, I think yeah. they're still raw. You mean absolutely? You wouldn't think that with her, would you? And she just like looks a little bit vaguely sad. Yeah, so, this is the worst group of human beings ever. The five of them. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, two of them are being killers, but still, they're terrible. <laughs> and so back at home, Sydney and everybody's got a Dutch angle, and everybody's also got a lovely house. And house. so this, many rich teenagers. This mm. is where we start getting the idea. We get told. Well, with the police and he goes with the police and the reporters, it's like deja vu all over again. A stupid saying. Yep. Secondly, so in all the conversations about killing at the school, not one person went, "Hey, Sid, isn't isn't this kind of around the time you?" Yeah. Or isn't it going, "Oh, poor Sid." Yeah. Poor Sid. Your big mom. News. Your mom yeah. is. This is just like, Especially are you okay? That group of friends. Yeah. Are you okay? And then um, the she opens the closet door. And there's that musical score, and when she shuts it, there's no one there. But it gives you this idea yeah. that that anytime the door opens, it could be there. Yeah. And this is where we meet Courtney Cox, and we find out that uh, Nev's mother has been killed. Yeah. Sydney's mother has been killed. Sydney it's the one-year anniversary, and we just get a little bit of that. Can I just ask, why is her dad leaving her alone for the weekend on the anniversary of her mother's death? That's a great question. I don't think it's really ever established. Because uh, he read the script. Mm. Yeah. Maybe he's got a movie. Um, and so Nev apparently is going to hang, Sydney's going to hang out with Tatum that night. She's going to sleep at her house, but then the phone rings. Uh, so, uh, but come get me later. I'm not going to go to your house after school. Why? Because the movie has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you, wouldn't you just go home with her? You'd just yeah. go straight home. Yeah. 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 Like, why would you or wait like until. Well, like you'd go and pack a bag, but she'd be with you. And oh, then... when, 
when she went to school, she didn't know about the murders. Right, but why would you then, like, wouldn't you say, come around mine and then and we'll get pack- off the bus with me and then yeah. you can drive me over or someone can get us? Yeah, yeah. Your brother's a deputy, he can give us a ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's stupid. She'd be left alone for hours and she falls asleep and wakes up and the phone rings. And this is really clever because this is only clever. the second phone ring we've had all film. So every yeah. time we hear the phone ring now, it's been established as a thing. And mm-hmm. so when it rings, we go, oh, shoot. And the first one's a fake out. It is Tatum. The second time, of course, it is Ghostface. And Sydney's basically, in case you missed the first bit, doing the Drew Barrymore again. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's Randy. And everybody was blaming Randy. Everyone was blaming Randy. And I wonder if that was trying to put it in our head as a red herring. Again, another red herring, yeah. Yeah. And we get the rules from Nev Campbell that horror films are about big-breasted girls who run up the stairs rather than out the front door. (laughs) And he goes, you know, I'm on your front porch. And she goes out, and her big move is, well, what am I doing now? And rather than, like, dance or hold up two fingers, it's pick my nose. nose. It's a really strange choice to make. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Hello. like, and this is because it was kind of triggers. He goes, if you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Yeah. And then she stops. Doesn't like, she? Whoa. And from this, I've got in my notes, we get the idea the killer may have also killed her mother. Yes. I mean, what? to kill you. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, and then he comes out it's of the front. Chicago reference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do and, you think he meant to kill you? Yes, I, mean, I mean to kill you. And then we get out of the front closet comes Ghostface. And he, he, he like knocks her down. And Very then for clumsy. some reason he like just takes her head and smacks it off the and this is weird because like if you have a knife, like I'm not an expert on a knife wielding, but you can just, <laughs> like, you can just like stab someone with it. Yeah. And he was determined he was gonna go for these big like up above his head and come down for like the death shot. And I'm like, <laughs> you can slow yeah. them down significantly if you just stick them with the pointy end. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like it's not it's, it's it's not difficult at all. But visually, it doesn't look as good, does it? No, she stabs. That one was a Game of Thrones. Was a Game of Thrones reference. Of Thrones reference. Just but if you just stick with, if you just stick with the pointy end, and she falls down, kind of like they were Drew Barrymore, just stab him. Yeah. And then you can do the big the, the big kill shot in a minute. I don't, yeah. So the question I have is: Do we think that uh, Ghostface was actually trying to kill her in this point? No. Was she supposed to get away? Because it know. seems a lot is built around the anniversary of her death. Yeah, it'd That's been true. too quick, wouldn't it? Maybe they yeah. haven't had time so to frame. So they're playing frame, with her, I guess. They yeah. have front, time to frame it's a dangerous down, game. Yeah. And as she then goes up the stairs rather than out the front door, which is perfect because she's fulfilling the trope she said yeah. earlier. Uh, and then she does the, the double door lock with the idea that the closet door stops the other door from That's getting clever. open, which is yeah. clever. Uh, and then um, she goes to her computer and says 911. And I remember being in the 90s i don't remember my computer being able to call 911 me neither no pretty clever though right see when i was watching the drag queens review this they stopped at this point and both recalled being able to do this like the oh, they, okay. it, it was called some sort of a system i can't remember what DOS. It was it was it dos yeah was so dos was able to was able to call 911 maybe i don't, I don't know. know i don't know i never either way it, it kind of works because you know, someone yeah. does eventually show up. There are yeah. quite a lot of things like that built into technology that sometimes you just don't know about because you often see things shared on Facebook, don't you? Like, I just think it was their idea to go, we're young and edgy. And yeah. um, And so Billy then comes through the window, the same window he came through at the perfect jump scare time. And we're going again. It can't be Billy. Yeah. But then the phone falls out of his pocket. And we're going, <laughs> or can it be Billy? And it yeah. was really clever the way they make you jump back and forth. It was clever. Uh, and it's a great, re- and then all of a sudden she opens the front door and we see the ghost face mask and it's Dewey holding it. And again, it's like another, so it's like how many people are they actually setting up here to be legitimate contenders? And here? they 
constantly have it going throughout the film yeah. until they die. Because uh, And then you... Uh, were there moments where you felt Dewey could have been the killer? Yeah, yeah. for sure. The first time I watched it, I was totally thinking it was Dewey. Yeah. Especially yeah. when he, took, when he took, takes him to the party and yeah. he doesn't go in with him and it's like... Mm, it's when he yeah. took Gale. It's when he took Gale and he's got the flashlight going for a walk. Yeah. So. yeah. Is there a chance this whole really doofusy thing is yeah. the ultimate cover? Yeah, absolutely. Know. And so we get to the... Uh, and so when that happens, we get the arrest. And she goes, look, he's got the phone. Da, 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 da. He, yeah. he, he tried to kill me. And we have uh, Dutch angles with Billy being arrested to suggest they have the wrong guy. I guess it's what, I don't know. Like, the danger is not gone because it's not in a sense. No. And then uh, Tatum at this point shows up also with a Dutch angle. Yeah. So is, with it, the car. So, so, so is Tatum a suspect because she showed up just when it was too late. Mm. Um, and then Tatum and Dewey, we find out are siblings. And also here comes Courtney Cox. Yeah. And we find out that Sid's dad is missing, so add him to the suspect list. So at this point, I have the movie wants us to consider. I've got Billy, Stu, Randy, her dad, and maybe Tatum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, I don't know if Dewey yet, because Dewey's got the mask and he's in uniform in his cop car. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty quick shift. I didn't think at this point yeah, yet but they wanted me when to. When you consider. first open that door, you don't know it's Dewey D. It's just, oh, it's just a jump scare. But yeah, once yeah, I realize yeah. it, I'm not yeah. considering. At this point, I'm still going, not Dewey. Yeah, yeah. Not Dewey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Billy's interrogated. And I got a question for you. Someone who doesn't have any sort of, you know, history with law enforcement, yada, yada, yada. I would imagine it's not proper procedure to put the murder suspect in the line of sight. With no, the <laughs> no, I thought exactly the same thing. Oh, there's a window between them. Clearly that'll be <laughs> and just like giving her like death stares. Like, but they're giving them back I'm, to I'm, each I'm, other. I'm like, is anybody watching? Yeah. Well, I understand why she's giving it to him, but he shouldn't yeah. be allowed to have eye contact no. with her. Um, and so... Um, he's being held until the phone records come back. And I think we talked about this. Sidney and Tatum decide we want to leave the police station. I'm yeah. like, idiots. Probably the safest place. Like, I don't think Ghostface is going to start running around the cop shop. No. No, no I, I, I said while we were watching it, I was like, why on earth would you want to leave the safest place you could possibly be? And uh, Sydney meets Gail outside because Gail's been trying to get into the police station. And one right punch, and Gale goes down. Goes down. Goes down. And then we're in Tatum's room. Bam! And bitch Ro- went down. And Rose is like, <laughs> like giving like audio replays of, of what happened. And it's really quite interesting, because the question I have is, why does Tatum's room have twin beds? Exactly. My, my other point. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> twin beds. <laughs> like, what teenage girls going, you know what's better than me having a really nice bed? A really uh, nice double bed. A really nice double bed. Yeah. Just give me two. Two twins. Two, like... Perfectly identical Single ones because it'll become really handy when we need yeah. that sh- when we need that that one scene later in the film. <laughs> is it possible that just they're so rich and flamboyant that the parents would actually just give this in to women and, and get them an extra bed for this sleepovers a, and stuff? Not even a, I think it would have to be a room that's meant for sleepovers. I think that's yeah. entirely plausible actually yeah. with the size of those houses. I was, and then here's the problem because someone phones for Sydney and I'm like, after hearing what's happened, uh-huh. maybe we. Don't do, especially if yeah. you're staying at a house with his law enforcement. Maybe we're screening the calls. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And I was thinking, why on earth would she actually go and answer the phone the no same idea. day that she's been absolutely traumatized? Also, knowing that it's not her dad, because she says, "I don't think so." I don't think so. And then we get, and, and we're and still. Why th- are the parents not questioning it yeah. before they just go? Oh, there's a phone call for why you. Why are we not checking with Dewey, who's law enforcement, technically, <laughs> and he's in the house? <laughs> But instead, no, he's going to come out in his boxer shorts and his gun <laughs> because that'll solve the problem of the guy on the phone. At least he's not Obviously. wearing his hat. But we're led to believe like at this point then it can't be Billy because Billy's behind bars and we know Billy's behind bars because yeah. we've been told he's being held. Yeah. Um, so then the next day, 
and the flag is getting put up the flagpole, which is tradition at American schools. Here's my question. Some students have died. Mm-hmm. This flag should be at half mast. Half mast. I, I yeah. almost said this whilst yeah. we were watching it, but yeah. I kind of went, maybe that's only reserved for like. No, this flag should be at half mast. Yeah. yeah. Until probably until the funeral's over. Yeah. And then eventually the morning time is up and you put the flag back up. And um, we get Sydney comes out and she's asked by a random reporter, how does it feel to be almost brutally butchered? <laughs> and you notice this was. Uh, Linda, Linda Blair Linda Blair from yeah. the, the Exorcist. Exorcist yeah is she a little girl I think so yeah a little girl is yeah, yeah. weird movie that is a weird movie um, and so this is then we have a face off between Sydney and Gail and it's you know she goes you got what you want Cotton Jerry is in jail and he'll be gassed soon Cotton you- Weary Cotton Weary, sorry. Did you know who plays Cotton Weary? Yeah, Lieb Schreiber. Lieb Schreiber, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Ray this Donovan. Really, Ray Donovan. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And He's become such a big actor. He has. Over the years. But not even a speaking part. He just gets his face shown. Yeah. And that's all he gets. But he gets bigger role in yeah, the, as it goes the, on. the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. And Gail thinks Cotton's innocent. Sydney's not sure anymore. She was sure. Mm. She said, I saw him with that jacket leaving my house. They said, no, you saw someone wearing that jacket leaving that house. She's also had the doubt placed in her mind by the killer on the phone, though. Yep. Because they said something about, um, which, no, sorry, Um, something about her blaming the wrong guy again. Yeah, she looks like you fingered the wrong guy again. That was what said when she gets the second phone call at uh, uh, Dewey's house. And then there's a news report about how she was the key witness for her mum's murder case as well. Okay. Yes. Yes. And we had a little bit, we had a little bit in the the back and forth as well. Uh, Gail's 100%. She's never changed a story. And she has a moment with, and I kind of like the relationship as weirdly abusive as it was between Gail and her cameraman who runs the news van. See, I didn't like that. I kind of grew to like him. I like him, but I didn't like her at this point. We're not supposed to, but Gail wants to save him. Don't get attached to anyone in a horror movie. Gail wants to save a man's life. And you're going, oh. And even the cameraman's like, oh. Yeah. She goes, think about that would do my book sales. And he goes, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with him on that one. I know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. And then back into the halls, and someone's got a ghost face mask, and they're running through the halls. We're in the same. Now, A, how do they know what it looks like? I know it was shown on the news, I think, a little bit, but I'm not sure if it was at that point. Is it that point? Was that evening they showed it? I can't it? remember. But here's my question. How no. are they getting hold of a perfect replica? Again, I don't believe Amazon one day prime shopping. No, they, they, no it's every five and dime. Five and dimes. Yeah. Oh, is that what they that's said? So, that's so popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That it just happens to be out. It's it's not even Halloween, but there's just costumes like this everywhere. Well, they might have got it from a costume shop. Yeah, there we go. So, um, <laughs> yeah. and Sydney runs into Billy because she's so distressed. And Billy's like, hey, look, I couldn't have phoned. I couldn't have been me. Look. And he holds up. He hasn't. He literally hasn't washed his hands. No, he's still carrying the ink on his hands from being fingerprinted. No, that, that stuff would stay on even if even if you'd washed your hands a couple of times. I yeah. had to do a police check where I had to be fingerprinted and send them off to Canada was it in the nineties. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is ink less good now than it was no, in the nineties? It washes up easier and soap's probably better. I, I don't know if there's been that many technological advancements in the in the, in the thing of soap. I think or they probably ink. definitely has. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something though. <laughs> Guys are ridiculous. Sanitizer takes it off a good. Does it? Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, and so, and then she goes, "Oh, it's not like I can." I'm sorry, I accused you. He goes, "Accuse me of what? The fact that I have a girlfriend who would rather finger me as a killer than touch me?" And I'm like, <laughs> "This is a really weird time to go back to the why won't you sleep with me yeah, conversation." Weird speak. And she goes, I was almost filleted. <laughs> <laughs> filleted. And he goes, 
I don't know. It's been a year. Why don't you get over your mom's death? When my oh, no, mom left my year. dad, I got over it. And oh, I'm like, oh, oh my. That's so different. And she like, still sleeps with him after this. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going like, it's been like, you've been dating for two years, apparently, which means they were together, obviously, during this, the stretch before. But also the idea of like, is this the first time in a year he's just been this inconsiderate of a jerk? I really have a hard time believing that. The thing is also about when there's a death in the family or friend or anything like that, the whole year is so difficult because everything is an anniversary. Yeah. Until that point, until the year's over. Yeah. So, you know, that'd be fresh in your mind. That'd still be raw. Oh, absolutely. You know? And then we cut to Henry Winkler, who's as principal... Himbry. Himbry, that's it. Yeah. I looked to see if it was some sort of reference, Himbry, and I couldn't find anything. No. no. Okay. Uh, Henry Winkler goes off on the students who are dressed up as two of them, which is a little bit of foreshadowing that yeah. I hadn't considered. There's two yeah. of them pretending to be ghosts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really quite clever, now when I think about it. Yeah. Um, and he goes, come on, because he expels them. He doesn't stop fair. He says, fairness would be to rip your insides out. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Exactly. Yeah. And he's got, so not be a and he's got these giant like scissors. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so again, you're establishing maybe it's the principal. Yeah, this is what I thought it was. And he definitely crosses a line here oh, with how course. specific he gets. I'm like, okay, it's another suspect. And then Sydney goes to the bathroom, and she's in there for like 30 seconds. And then the girls start talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she just wants attention. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. And everyone goes, maybe she's just a slut like her mother. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is um, this is like every high school tropey everything conversation. Yeah. And then Sydney like hears whispers of her name, and then we have the boot shot. The boots coming down off the toilet, and we hear the boom. I want to know how they knew that she was going to go in there. There is an awful lot of these guys predicting what Sydney is going to do next. Because there's no way he gets in and into the stall. So he has to just be waiting. And somehow can tell, but it's Sydney. There were two of them, remember? Right, so how does he get... Okay, don't get your point. So there's two of them, so what? Well, they have cell phones. Right, what's your point? So one could have called the other one and said, I, Billy could have called Stu and said, I just saw yeah, her but, go into the bathroom. But he, but has, he to has to get there first. first. They don't come in second. No. Okay. Yeah, so Stu could have already been waiting. What about the time the that she's in, she's in the actual in the stall to wee? Because the girls are there. Yeah. But the girls but would have the, seen a guy come in. No, because they're in the stalls as well at that point. You, you would hear of a door open and shut and he's on the toilet and steps down. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he could have already been in there. I don't know. Maybe. Like the girls, the so girls' toilets the, on the same floor that she's in just the before argument, the other guy that, says something inflammatory to, which could cause her to go into the bathroom. Ha- oh, really? No, that's too much that's, a stretch. That's a stretch. Yeah, is it? Complete stretch. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. a stretch. Yeah, it is. And then we've got some weird flirting between Gail and Dewey as she's going to like seduce her way into, I don't know what she thinks Dewey's going to get her. Maybe access? Yeah. Um, I think at this point she she's not really smitten with him. She's just trying. Oh to, no, she's she's, she's totally she's using, using him. him. She yeah. is seducing him, yeah. but it's not anything on her part. No. Besides, she wants to get somewhere. Yeah. And the principal announces that schools will be canceled. Uh, schools will be canceled to further, further notice, and there's a curfew. And the answer for these kids is they're going to throw a party. I'm telling you, these kids would not survive lockdown. No, it's <laughs> not really how a curfew works. Cur- curfew does not work like this. Curfew is you go home and you stay home. But they're like, it's not a big party, and all the parents. Let's consider every kid who's at that party. Their parent has to be cool. Yeah, everybody's dying in the town, but you go ahead, and, and all the parents seem to be out. Yeah. This was weird. But, I mean, it's, and it's let's teen movie get the stuff. police officer to drop two of them off at the party well, yeah, I mean, and then more leave them. Yeah. 
So at which point, then Gail goes, looks like we got a proper serial killer on our hands and kind of smiles. Mm. And Dewey goes, well, no, nah, he's going to have to knock off a couple more first. <laughs> I'm like, again, this is not, the, it's not how you, a member of law enforcement should be talking about this. No, exactly. Which then throws you towards Dewey. And he goes, by the way, you're much prettier in real life. Because she said that her big demographic is what, 13 to 24 year olds? 24, yeah. And he goes, I'm 25. She goes, oh, you, you miss me. And he goes, oh, she goes, he goes, well, you're much prettier in person. He goes, oh, she, she goes, you do watch the show. And he goes, I'm 25, but I was 24, 24 for a whole, whole year, year before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, back in the principal's office, and now he's playing with the mask. I love Henry Winkler in this film. Uh, I do, but he's so wrong. Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like but, him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> and then he goes outside, he thinks he hears something, and he looks over and he goes, oh, not you, Fred. Yeah. And it's... And it's Wes Craven. As? As Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he's dressed up in the Freddy Krueger jumper. jumper and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's really quite funny. Um, and he gets referred to as Fred. Yes, he gets yeah. called Fred. Yeah, yeah. And so then Ghostface kills Barry Zuckercorn, the Fawns, um, yeah. kill kill the principal. Which was, and you know what he did better than anybody else? When he got stabbed, he like made it sound like he was getting stabbed. Yeah, but yeah. why would the killers now try and kill the principal? Because they're taking away our suspects one at a time. Oh, yeah, clever. Yeah, didn't think of that. So they're just narrowing the field. Seemed... So we're going, wait, but I thought for sure, because I think they give you just enough, you go, I bet you it's him. And then like yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. later, they kill me. You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially once you establish certain characters are in certain places, I think the killing him here makes you go, well, it can't be that guy, because I saw yeah. him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then we go yeah, yeah, yeah. back to Tatum's house, and they talk about Cotton. And she goes, I'm not sure. And then we see Ghostface in the bushes. We do. Which um, just creeping around in broad daylight. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that in this movie, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And then we go to Discount Blockbuster, and Matthew <laughs> Littered is a terrible friend. He shows up and like knocks off the. Vi- hey, I've also got that Randy's a terrible employee. Yeah, because he's like riding around on this scooter and almost knocking people off. I'm like, I get it. He's the quirky guy who likes movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, we find also that Randy's into Sydney. And not, I mean, he's the cute underdog geek who's into the the hot girl, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of a trope. But like, it's 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 not it's not like oh, I love her, I, I want to see her happy. It's just I want I want to be with her. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I don't like it. It's, no, because I didn't really go anywhere. I didn't. I don't know. No, and Randy is great at horror films. Like you give him any sort of thing, he knows who it is. He's not a very good video store clerk because he freaks everybody out. And he t- he goes. He says, "I tell you, but Dad's a red herring. <laughs> Billy's the killer." Yeah, and then, which is then Billy turns up again, and the dad is a red herring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then right there, that was it. And he says, "If he goes, I get it. If this were a scary movie, I'm the prime suspect." And at this point, my brain's going, "Yeah, okay, I think Randy might be it." But then again, <laughs> he's just declared himself as the like, this movie's messing with my head. Yeah. But yeah. And then we go to the convenience store, and they start talking. If this were a scary movie, who'd play you in the movie? I'm like, okay, if we think for a the moment these characters are actually experiencing real life to them, this is a stupid conversation. Yeah. Because I'm like, people are actually dying, and your mom's anniversary of her death. Like, Sydney's so hot and cold with the fact that her mom's the anniversary Very of her death, and, and she's being threatened. Yeah. Well, in that bit where she talks at the start about um, the you know the girl with the big boobs who runs up the stairs yep. instead of outside, she does also say that that can't act. So perhaps she's... Playing into that as well. I, I don't think it's poorly acted. I think it's poorly written mm. in that regard. Yeah. Um, and so then she goes, I don't know, maybe Meg Ryan. And Meg Ryan does rom coms. And she's got blonde hair. <laughs> well, as did, uh, as long as not Tori Spelling, who yeah, also yeah. has blonde hair. Yeah. And big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and she goes, Billy's right. I'm sexually anorexic. <laughs> and I'm like, 
That's a stupid phrase. That's a it stupid is. phrase. It is. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, and uh, Ghostface is in there too. So the question is, how did he know they were going to be in the shop? Or are they just like carrying around like giant costumes with them everywhere? Well, I don't think they'd be that big, actually, because that cloak would fold up really quite small and then it's just the mask. I guess. But why does no one else in the supermarket see That's him? That's a great question. Exactly. That yeah. is a bigger question. Yeah. Unless, unless they're going, everybody's running around in these costumes. Yeah, maybe it's not but, even the real guy. But, but maybe then, it's just a random but, person but in then the costume. Did, did we need to see more fake ones beside the two guys at the school? Yeah, exactly. To get the idea, kind of like Joker, how like everybody yeah. wears masks and walks around. Like if we've seen a few more, we go, this is, the, this is the hard part then because, you know, we've established you get these costumes anywhere. Yeah. So there could be a thousand, there could be one. Yeah. It, 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 it yeah. And so the police then have a conference between Dewey and his, his captain and goes, oh, Sydney's dad's the one who made the calls. And Dewey surprisingly goes, they couldn't have cloned the phone? Yeah. And because Dewey, we go, stupid Dewey. Yeah. Come on. And then it's, and of course there's this great dichotomy as the, as the captain's like smoking a cigarette and Dewey's like licking an, an ice, ice cream, cream cone. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and they go, it's also the anniversary of, his, of her mom's death. And he goes, oh, interesting. But he should have known that. Yes. Uh, and what then, else he should have been doing? Being in the supermarket goes, with the girls. Goes, yeah. Keep a close eye on Sydney. Oh, I will. She's just over there with my sister. Like, the close eye would be... Says, don't let her out of your you would, sight. You would be there. She's already out of yeah. his sight. And there's a party. And my question is, Dewey drops them off at the party. Now, there is a curfew in the town. Shops are closing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is the member of the police not shutting down the party? It makes no sense. I oh, know. And then he doesn't even go into the party. So he literally, we get told, don't let her out of your sight. And then he lets them out of his, yep. his sight straight and then, away. And then Dewey runs into Gail, who wants to join him checking out the party and has a camera she wants to smuggle in. And we get the question, how come Jamie Lee Curtis, because the kids are all watching horror movies inside. How come Jamie Lee Curtis is in all these, these, all these movies? And one of the guys says, like, with a set of lungs. Oh, this is, uh, I think this is Stu. With a set of lungs like that, why, why shouldn't she be? To which point, Rose McGowan lets us know that means she's got big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd just like to say also at this point, I broke down. I think this cop guy is the killer. Okay. Gail, that's cool. No, it's good to know when these points are. So, and Gail Weathers um, shows up and she's. Did anybody ever think for a moment Gail Weathers is the killer? No. No, I didn't no. think so. No. no. Uh, so, so Gail Weathers shows up. And um, says, oh, I'm here with this idea. And then Dewey comes in, sees him and goes, hey, Brad, or whatever his name was, come over here. You're underage. And then he just goes, and then he, he goes I'm kidding. And then he gives like, his beer back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're a cop at a party they shouldn't be having and they're drinking. Yeah. So on duty. In, on on duty. duty in uniform. Yeah. He, won't, yeah. he won't kiss Gail Weathers in a minute because he's on duty. Yeah. But, 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 but letting the kids just party like this, he's totally cool with. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Um, and so then I have a scene that I just called get me a beer because Stu tells his girlfriend, get me a beer, which is, um, yay feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes there and get me a beer. At least she's, I guess she's going to be good. She's going to get eight beers. Yeah. For she everybody. Gets several. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she's locked in the garage, which is somehow soundproof <laughs> because you can't hear the party and the music was pretty loud, yeah. but you can't hear the, you can't hear the, 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 the party. And then there's a Dutch angle, thankfully. And then another Dutch angle. And then Ghostface is there, and she goes, oh, don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. And then she starts to ask him a lot of yes and no questions, which helps. Are you Randy? No. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to stab me with that with your big knife? He goes, yes. And she finally realizes, and I don't know, he like slices her arm a little yeah. bit. But she whips open, as he's being chased, she whips open a fridge, like the top part, the freezer part, with such force that like knocks him over. Yeah, he's And clumsy. I'm like, 
I don't actually think A, it would do that much damage, and B, I've never been able to move a, a door anywhere near that fast on a fridge. Because they have that, that, that suction on it. So actually, yeah. Something I want to come back to later when we come to the end of this. I want to know who everyone thinks is the killer of each different victim. Do you know what I mean? Like when the, when the vic- oh, yeah, which yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. two? Because obviously... Who killed who? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, and she throws beer bottles at the killer. And like the beer bottle shatters. hits in the head and like shatters on contact. <laughs> and I'm like, beer bottle... I know you guys don't do a lot with beer bottles here. You're more, you're more can people in this country. Yeah. But in Canada, we're very big on beer bottles. And the bottles are like made of hardy stuff because you, you move them around a it, whole lot. It'd be like, a thud. <laughs> it'd be, like, you'd be much more inclined to just like give them a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> and it would shatter when it hits the ground. Yeah. Not, and they like explode. It's not like they're like in like chunks. It's just like they just explode when they hit them. Because of course they're sugar glass, but still, I'm just like, oh, no. I'm not really feeling this. So Rose McGowan has said in an interview before, uh, she's like has known to have the worst aim on the planet. And so when she was throwing <laughs> these beer bottles, um, she managed to hit the lens of a camera and shatter it. <laughs> That's cool. During filming. I bet you that glass shattered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, she tries to crawl out of the, well, she tries to open the garage door and then it comes down halfway. Yeah. And then um, that's when I think that's when you see it as ghost face, I believe. Yeah. But then she tries to get out through a doggy door. I don't dog, know, dog flap. I don't yeah. know why. A lot of, I've never seen a garage door before to have a dog flap. No, but this one does, that. which gets sort of crawled sort of halfway through it. And um, she'd have to be sort of she'd have to get her chest through it in order for it to be an even weight distribution. Or if she'd you just slide it, out, wouldn't you? Yeah, if See, you watch it, she get halfway through it, and then when it gets to the end point, yeah. she's not. She's not, but that's because but at that's, that point it's yeah. prosthetic, isn't yeah. it? So when they were shooting this, it was they shot it on an all nighter, so it was actually dark and night, and it was in okay. a real garage, and apparently it was really really cold. Hence the nipples that we kept seeing. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, and she says she's since learned that she can fit through almost any dog door. And because she's thin enough, whilst they were filming this, she kept falling out. Oh, like, okay. she's, it's actually her going up and down in a door. So okay. like, the physics of it do work. Um, but they... That must have been like some sort of special yeah. Oh, yeah, it would industrial it version of it. Yeah. But yeah, she to stop her falling out so they could actually get a decent shot, they nailed the shirt that she was wearing to the wood on the top of the door so that she <laughs> didn't keep slipping out. Wow. That um, is well... But yeah, she now knows that she can, if she ever gets locked out of her house, she can go in through the dog door because she knows how to fit through there. <laughs> you know what? Life lessons. Um, it's and probably so, not something to advertise, is it? That you've got a dog door that you can get through She's super house. tiny, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, she but is. anyone else super tiny can get through it as well now. And as soon as the death is done, we then see Billy, who arrives at the party. Yeah. So again, we've just seen someone die. Billy shows up. So we're going, oh, is it, maybe, maybe it is Billy. Mm. And then uh, Stuart or Stu is wearing a, a Hugh Hefner like smoking jacket, yeah, which is really interesting. And Sid and Billy go upstairs because she's now going to reward him for his uh, putting up with her sexual anorexia. And do you listen to what Randy says? I'm going to follow them up there. And then doesn't, but it's still really creepy when he says yeah. I'm going to follow them because it looks like you blew your chance with Sid. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh man, I'm going to go follow him." <laughs> Um, he goes, what's Leatherface doing here? Which is kind of interesting. He calls him like a, yeah. a, a villain, right? Well, he goes, my chance was Sid. And then outside, uh, in the news van, we find out the camera has been successful. When they went in the house, they planted a camera they can see inside the house. With a 30-second delay. Yes. Convenient. Mm. But but we don't know it's 30-second delay yet. Oh, okay. They say it's roughly a 30-second delay. How long does it take point? you to get from the house to here? About 30 seconds. Oh, really? they switch it on, they mm-hmm. see her leaving. Yeah. Oh, okay, not bad. Yeah. And then upstairs, with the, Sid and Billy are in some room, and there's a bed. Not like double single beds, like at an actual uh, bed. Like yeah. an actual bed for two people. 
And it's very far away from the side tables. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the side tables are like a foot apart from either side of the bed. It was really And he weird. goes like, Sid, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, I'm sorry. I'm the one who's been self-absorbed with all this post-traumatic stress. <laughs> <laughs> great sorry. line. I shouldn't laugh at that. But dreadful line. That is dreadful. It's a great line. And that's where he goes, like, it's not like it's a movie. In which case, Billy goes, it's all one movie. Mm. It's all one great big movie. And she goes, why can't I be Meg Ryan? <laughs> And he goes, pick a genre for your movie. And she goes, maybe, or maybe a porno. porno. <laughs> At which point, I think she said a good porno, in fact. And he goes, he goes, really? And she goes, kind of bites her dips. Yeah, <laughs> is that okay? And so then we cut back downstairs. And I'm still calling bullshit that no one's noticed that Tatum's dead or gone for beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's still not back yet. Yeah, still not back yet. Like people who did. Still it's, dead it's in not, the not like in the course of this hour, more beer manifested itself magically. <laughs> like that—that that is a finite resource. You would need and to get more. Aren't they all like clinking their beers in this next scene oh, yeah. as well? <laughs> So maybe he didn't really need a beer. I have no... Maybe that was the thing. He didn't need a beer and he was just trying to set this up. Maybe that's all that was. Maybe. Um, and I got why... I mean, in, in the world that you might think that Stu isn't the killer, if we can just imagine. Like, is no one going, hey, Stu, where's your girlfriend? Yeah. It's been about an hour. Why is your girlfriend not here? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Isn't um, it? And that's where we find out because everyone's like, oh, when's she going to take her top off? When's she going to take her top off? The explicit tit shot. And this is... Yeah, and this is when the line says, no... No tits, so she went legit. Yes. <laughs> and this is what you get for um, Trading Places. Because yes. in Trading Places, she takes her top off for the first time in a scene with Dan Aykroyd. That's right. I remember, I remember, I remember that scene. Yeah, I remember yep. that scene. And so I was because, quite shocked when I first because, saw yeah, that. Because she had an establishment, because she was a horror film. When she finally yeah. went mainstream, then she did go topless for the first time. Mm. They, she'd always go lift the cut away from that. And as this is happening, we have Sydney upstairs taking her top off as well. And when she takes her bra off, she goes topless, theoretically, in the universe. But as far as the viewer's perspective, she's blocked by Billy's back yeah. and shallow focus. So we don't get to see anything, which if you want to go by the rules of a horror movie, I think this is what keeps her pure. Yeah. And so we get the three rules then. Only virgins can survive a horror movie. And the three things you can't do is you can't have sex. Yeah. You can't drink or do drugs. No. Nope. And you can't say you'll be right back. <laughs> to which point he goes, I'll be, be right, right back. back. Stu does. And it's like, well, I guess in the end, he does get in trouble for that. He, he does, yeah. Um, in the news van, we find out that uh, there's a knock on the door and it scares everybody. And it's Dewey saying there's a car in the bushes. Dun, dun, dun. I thought maybe we'd walk. I've got a flashlight. It's a nice night. So if you thought Dewey's the, the killer, you must have been like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She also says, be right back. <laughs> oh, does she really? Yeah. Oh, that's clever. I didn't notice that. Mm. Um, and then back upstairs, sex is happening. And then back downstairs, the kids find out Principal Himbry is dead. Why are they getting a phone call to tell them that their and, principal is dead? And who's phoned them? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's friends. Are the friends must have called them? You like gossip? If it's the case, why isn't Dewey getting a call saying, "Hey, the principal's dead. Get over and also here." Strung up again. Yeah, strung up again. Now Billy was late getting to the party. He so was. if you want to talk about who killed who, yeah. I think we've got a bit of a story here. But for one person to keep stringing up these people, well, it's, it's going to bodies it's, are it's, heavy. It's, it's, well, all, actually, all we know is are the principal Leo? dies. Well, you know, all we know is that the principal dies, and, heavy, it, it? and it's daylight, but the students are gone. Yeah, but we have several hours have gone by now. We have the party, and it's the evening. But we know it gets dark in this area around seven mm. because Sydney fell asleep and woke up at seven, and it was dark. Yeah. So we've got some sort of time rules here. 
Um, and so um, they want to go pry down the principal or see it or something. How disgusting are these human beings? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Very. Yeah. And they all leave, but aren't they all drunk? Yes. And yes. aren't they all aware that the cop is outside? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just Dewey. We, who are they going to mow down anyway? And yeah, do they care? Dewey will probably go, you shouldn't drink and drive. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. You guys go ahead. <laughs> uh, and then we go outside and Dewey and Gail... Almost have a kiss. I, what? Someone almost. I guess the kids when they leave almost run them down. Yeah, yeah and, they and then roll they kind of. The he falls on top yeah. of her conveniently. And he goes. She goes. Is that what you were looking for? Because she spotted something, but he's kind of like they do kiss though. They do kiss. They do yeah. kiss. And then he, she kind of goes. Well, I was kind of thinking maybe it might, it might be. And she goes, No, no, like there isn't that the press? And it's the Prescott van, yeah, or car or whatever. It's it's Dad's car. We come back inside and it's post sex. And Billy's like, Are you okay? And she goes, Yeah. And but then she flips like a, on a coin, doesn't she? And at this point, she goes, "Who did you call?" Yeah, your one phone call. You don't just think that, like then. You'd have had that thought before. So yeah. why, why fuck you? He goes, "I ca- I, I called my dad," and he goes, "No, no, the sheriff called your dad." He goes, "Oh, yeah, right." And he goes, "And so we're trying to get the idea. What if he called Sydney?" But I'm supposed to believe that he got his little voice recorder yeah. out in the middle of the police station <laughs> and called. No, and they wouldn't have found it on his person. Yeah. Like, how did he smuggle this through? <laughs> like, this is what makes no sense. No, it doesn't. So the movie wants us to go. That's what he did. It's really clever. Well, no, he didn't do no. this. At which point, he could have said, "Like, who, who, I didn't need to make a phone call. My dad was already there." Yeah, you don't have to make the phone no. call, Sid. No. You have the ability to make a phone call. Um, he goes, "You don't still think it was me, do you?" And she goes, well, it would be a very clever way to throw me off track. Is what do I have to do to prove to you that I'm not a killer? And apparently the answer is get stabbed by Ghostface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And very so, conveniently timed. And stabs. And instantly when he gets done being stabbed, he's got two like almost symmetrical streaks of blood down his shirt. Yeah. Like somehow like blood wouldn't accumulate like in like a more steady pattern. Mm-hmm. See, this is where I think even if I didn't already know the outcome, I would be getting suspicious okay. of him. Especially. See, that's the danger. If you go ahead and you ruin it, you don't know what your first viewing would no, have been no, like. No, I yeah. know, I know, but I'm glad I didn't because I don't think I'd have. All right. So uh, I've talked about the fact they're so mobile and they can see so much in these masks. And no one has still seen the dead girl. No, <laughs> still not. Uh, Ghostface comes through the window and, oh, sorry. Ghostface chases Sydney. Sydney gets to a window. She comes out of the window. It's like a giant like third t- story of a house kind of, this beautiful house they're in kind of grabs her by the arm and then just lets go at which point Sydney falls backwards we have a boat ex machina because the boat's just <laughs> waiting now here's my problem like a boat is still an object yeah it's not like it's like like a crash pad and it still has seats no but it was it, has, it had a, like a tarp over the it's top a tarp, yeah, but you would it's st- a tarp it's not like it's airtight no. and you get like a nice little boing <laughs> no like, you, you still st- have seats underneath and still like if, like, if, you, if there was a skip a outside or a dumpster and we put like a tarpaulin over it and you, and you fell got and metal and it, windows you'd still like go down yeah. and hit the first thing that like it's a seat or, the, or, or like a molded bit of plastic or, or something like it's not like it's a cushion no the tarp is strapped down at either side but loosely so then you wouldn't necessarily go all the way down to an object underneath you you, you would you, not be walking you would away not, no you wouldn't <laughs> oh no no no, <laughs> no. no, no, no. Um, but the movie need to get her down off the roof yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Sid now sees Tatum yeah for the first time yes so she conveniently landed in front of the garage yep um, the guy who plays Tatum what's her name gone? Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan Rose McGowan said that the weirdest part about doing a death scene wasn't the actual death scene it was having her face plastered so they could make the likeness for the <laughs> um for the mold for the dummy, yeah. and then when she did see that, 
they apparently did a scarily good job of making it look oh, like really? her scared. Okay. And obviously you don't actually see it, see the face of this. No, I guess only the actors no? would, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but apparently like the eyes looked really realistic and everything. I think it was actually really quite scary. I think you do see it. I don't think you do. Second, I think you do. I think the hair's falling forward. Yeah, the hair is in yeah. front of it, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it. Well, if you're out there, let, so we haven't plugged the socials. <laughs> there there. Yeah. Go ahead, let us know. If, did you see the scary, scary likeness of Rose McGowan's dummy? Well, it's possible that there's different cuts of stuff of this because whilst I was researching, Cut, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Um, the first S. K. Casey's death, the one there were originally more shots of her while she's in the tree, like hung up in the tree. Oh, really? Um, but the what was it? The American Film Board or whatever the MPAA. They are, that's the one. Um, they didn't like it. They okay. weren't okay with it, so they had to. They eventually removed any still shots of it and okay. made the sequence quicker so that it wasn't on screen as much Excellent. because it was too graphic. Mm, so back downstairs we have a Dutch angle and Jamie Kennedy is now narrating the horror movie and he's going look behind you look behind come on look behind you Jamie and everyone at and, home is screaming at the TV oh my word this is so clever I hadn't it's even like, realised this no no I'm going to go a step further okay. the actor's name is Jamie Kennedy so look behind you Jamie <laughs> oh yes isn't that great that, that is very good. great and so look behind you Jamie look behind you yeah look, look behind yeah, you because Ghostface behind. is right behind you <laughs> and then we cut to the news van and they're watching the footage Sydney somehow ended up in the news van because she runs away and finds the guy who you know he's a cameraman and, she, and he lets her in and they're going look behind you look behind you look behind you and he goes how, how old's this footage like 30 seconds and that it's just enough time for him to open the door realize oh shoot shouldn't have done that yeah, yeah. Ghostface kills and he sees the front Joe. door is open, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Ghostface tries to kill Sydney. Sydney closes the door on his arm or something like that. Yeah. And manages to scurry out through a, a dog door of some sort to the back <laughs> of the news van as well. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. And then back, uh, then now, then all of a sudden we get uh, Gail Weathers has gotten back to the news van, gets in, tries to leave because everything's gone to hell. Because Dewey there's says, blood everywhere. There's blood Dewey, everywhere. Dewey says to her, doesn't he? Yeah. To go. And so she gets into the van and tries to move it. And of course, there's blood smearing the windscreen. And then we find out they've somehow thrown this overweight man on top of a news yeah, van. How, like, again. I'm sorry, Liam. If you and I tried to lift someone who might have been 50 pounds heavier than either one of us combined, yeah. sorry, either one of us individually, it's going to be very hard to get them on the roof of a van. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a smooth, easy trail. Like, forget everything else that's happening in the movie. Like, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Like, because I can get my head around the, like, string them up in the tree. Because if you get. The, you get ropes and you get, you get leverage, the noose you around, their, yeah. around their neck and then just lever them up. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. But this, no. Like I know they got Maybe some they... skills with rope, but still. Got a noose, yeah. levered him up from the other side and then took the, the noose off. It seems a lot of time. But, it, but it's a much, yeah, it would be really. You know I mean? Do we have any proof these guys are really good at ropes? So <laughs> <not? laughs> no. They were in like, scouts. Maybe if they had like a throwaway line to being in the Boy Scouts together, I'd have been like, yeah, I can deal with that. Or some survival course they did. I don't know. I know you said something else then, but there we go. <laughs> oh, uh, and then uh, Gail drives away, almost hits Sydney. Uh, they get to the house. Dewey has been stabbed in the back by Ghostface, and Ghostface sees Sydney, takes the knife out of Dewey's back, and cleans the blade. And yeah. we said, oh, it's nice that he uh, cleans yeah, the blade yeah. every time. And I'm going, yeah, it's for continuity. Yeah, Because <laughs> the minute you have any blood on the blade, it's got to be the same in every shot there. Yeah, so it's just yeah. easier if you have him clean the blade. And it was always like, it's really easy to clean. It's like one wipe, but it's just clean. Done. Yeah. Yeah. No smears. <laughs> Um, and so Sid One gets, sheet does plenty. Sid gets in the police truck, <laughs> but Ghostface it. has the keys. Ghostface then comes into the trunk of the of the, of the new of the police. And it's van. great because you just see the you see her panicking for the one. doors, and the, you just see the, the tension of oh, the, the scene is yeah. so creepy. Is, I hate it. And so Sid gets out, 
and is going inside, and this is where Stu and Randy both show up and both say the other one's the killer, which I think at this point they are your two main suspects who are left because you think Billy's dead. You do, yeah. yeah. And you're like, it's not Gale. It's not Dewey. He's been stabbed in the back. Yeah. It's got to be one of these two. They're the only two characters left. And so Sid just kind of goes, screw both of you, and locks them both out. And then Billy shows up, not dead, gets the Sid gives him the gun instantly. Yeah. I might be asked, like, how are you how are you doing this? Are you alive? Are you okay? Let me see your wounds. Any of these questions. But no, she gives him a gun. Caught up in the hype, maybe. Caught up in the hype. Uh, I'm so glad a big, strong man is here to protect me. <laughs> um, and or so, not, as the case may be. This is where we... And Billy, like, instantly reveals himself as the killer. Because he shoots Randy. Let Randy in. He shoots Randy. And then goes, corn syrup. Yeah. Same thing. And again, like... <laughs> I don't have any homicidal tendencies. I promise you that. <laughs> you shoot him. You go ahead. You shoot Sydney in the leg. Then you reveal that you've got corn syrup. Yeah. Or if you really want to make it short, you just shoot Sydney. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I think you just want to drag it out. <sighs> they just need a- shoot her in the leg. I do yeah. appreciate that. At least you get the kind of exposition at the end of what they were going to try and do to frame Dad. How, at least they, there's that. Going how are they going to explain Randy and his gunshot wound? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that one. Yeah, like that one doesn't come into it. They don't well, give no, him the they, gun. They just say that um, they're just going along with the fact that Dad did it all. When I first they? watched it, I was convinced it was uh, Randy. Really, really? Yeah. Until he came in, obviously, and then like they do make you think it's one of these two. Yeah. You're like, oh shoot! I thought because I totally thought it was Billy, and then Billy gets stabbed. I'm like, oh, I can't be Billy. Yeah. yeah. So. Um... And so Stu and Billy reveal themselves as the dual killers. Um... They both know way too much about horror films. This is just them going like, "We're really into horror films." Like in a way that you would like, they're like historians. Yeah. Like in a world before Wikipedia, they know all the ins and outs. See, this is this made me laugh because the tagline for the film originally was something along the lines of "Someone's watched too many horror films." Yeah. Um, solving this case will be a so, murder. So that would lead like you that. towards Randy, so, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we have this great bit where like Stu puts his his head. On like Billy's shoulder, and it's almost like like a, like a two headed puppet. Yeah, where like you get the serious like like yeah. like serious like he's they're both crazy, but you get like the serious crazy in Billy and like the wacky crazy in Stu. Yeah, and they go over how they framed Cotton and said he was way too easy to frame, and so we're gonna do this again. And uh, well, I think I think Sid wants a motive. He says it's scarier when there's no motive. And then what do they do? When they give us a motive. motive. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that it's a lot. uh, She said that her mother was a slut bag who showed her goods all over this town, which I don't like that language. No. But they're psychotic killers. Yeah. So you can have the psychotic killers have incorrect perceptions of of women. So is that really what drives um, Billy? Absolutely it is. And so what drives Stu? Well, I'm going to come to that in a minute. So, okay. um, is is that motive enough? He says. Then your slut mother was fucking my father, and it's the reason my mother moved out and abandoned me. And I've got my notes. What about Stu? What about mm-hmm. Stu motive? The girlfriend. And there's a strange embrace between Stu, not Stu, um, um, Billy, and he's got Sid. But it's kind of like half romantic and half like threatening. It's yeah. really. I, I'll say this: Skeet Ulrich was great in this. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so then enter the red herring, who's the father. Yeah. Billy stabs Stu. 
And then Stu stabs Billy. And I'm going, why are we doing all this while Sid's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can kill her and then stab each other. Like, all you're doing is, like, weakening yourself for the yeah. final fight. Like, yeah. this is just ridiculous. Um, and how are you going to explain the corn syrup? I was thinking that. Yeah. I get all the blood. Why do you have corn syrup on you? And also, surely you'd have, like, all of the wrong people's blood on your clothes as well. And where, how you, how you get rid of the fingerprints? Again, they're not thinking, are they? No. Uh, and he goes. These days, you have to. T- these days, you have to have a sequel. And she goes. You've seen one too many movies. Yeah. And he goes. Skeet goes. Movies don't create psychos. They make psychos it's more creative. creative. And I've talked about the fingerprints and the knives now. And I've got. Where's the gun? Oh, Gail has the gun. <laughs> and the reporter left for dead in the news van saves the day. Gail says. And all all Bloom and Sydney can go is. I like that ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it, it's very. Um, Charlie's yeah, Angels girl yeah, power. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that the gun works better about the safety on. And then again, why doesn't Billy just shoot Gail right away? God knows. Bang, you're dead. Yeah. Hey, Dewey, you look dead. I'm going to put another bullet in you anyway. Yeah. Like, are you, are you paying for the bullets? <laughs> are you responsible for reimbursing them? Maybe they're um, on a shortage and they know they need to keep one for killing dad. And then they realize they don't know now where Sydney is because there's two of you. God forbid one of you stay with her. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Pretty stupid. And there's a phone call, and Sid's called the police. And she's using the voice changer now. Where did she get that from? I guess they, they, they put it in her dad's pocket. Oh, they put it in dad's pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dad's it. pocket. Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah. And Stu's cut too deep and can't get up. And Sydney asks, what are you going to tell them for your motive? And he just goes, peer pressure. pressure. <laughs> My mom and dad are going to be so mad. I guess if you had to think about it, you'd say... Maybe it's the ex-girlfriend. I tell you, I don't know why he kills his current girlfriend. I don't know if that's him or with us, um, Billy. Uh, you, you two, maybe it's part of a deal. Both their girlfriends have to die. Yeah, I'll, you can help me kill my girlfriend if like I can Billy help you kill did, yours. Um, Drew. Yeah, and then he. D- I mean, here's an issue because and Tatum, he did Drew in that. Tatum yeah. spends the whole movie saying. You know, really speaking graphically about Billy's penis, but yeah. says basically, don't give it up for, for for Billy. Billy's not worth it. She's with Stu. Yeah, I know. Stu's not exactly <laughs> of a two. I think Billy's still better than Stu. Yeah, just a thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, ladies, what thoughts. Uh, Billy's the more attractive one. Okay, definitely. yeah, definitely. And behaviorally, like Stu's like. A bit weird, yeah. He's, like a, yeah. he's a child, or he's weird. Also, yeah. I didn't know what his name was, and I've just got him as douche guy in my notes. Okay. The thing, so, <laughs> yeah. um, so explain to me why, because then she puts the mask on and comes out of the cupboard and like attacks Billy. Why do you put the mask on except for symbolism? symbolism. It's just symbolism. Mm-hmm. Is it just so we can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, she's got the mask on? Like, it's not a superpower. Or maybe has to make him feel what she feel, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. If we had a second one. If we found out that the because there should be a second costume laying around, there should be. How great would it have been if like her dad came out and like the second yeah. <laughs> um, behind and, her and she's like, ah shit! Yeah. Oh wait, it's dad. Wait, how, how would, or wouldn't it be great if like Billy puts the, the the costume on and then like he sees the other one with the costume on? I was like, oh, it's Stu, and then like it's stab. It's actually Sydney. Yeah, that'd be and cool. you're just assuming the other person. Yeah, I don't know. So after the mask being put on, we get a glimpse of Randy on the floor. And Stu is then uh, Stu's death is lame. Yeah, it is. He gets electrocuted by the horror movie falling on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. like somehow, like if a TV lands on my head, it's going to zap me with electrical current that'll fry me till I die. Yeah, it's a little bit. Well, mm. I think the impact would probably kill you first. Yeah, the impact, the impact's fine. The impact's fine. But I was thinking, would that still kill someone nowadays? 
No. A flat no. screen? No. Screen. No. No. no way. Um, and so... He did make a little bit of a groan at the end, didn't he? Yep. And then yeah. Sydney gets attacked one more time by uh, Billy, and he says, hello to your mother. And she puts, take, grabs her finger and puts it in the wound. <laughs> now, if I may. Yeah, go on. It's a bit graphic. Yeah. But she takes her finger and penetrates his open wound. <laughs> For a character who is all about sex. Yeah. And the idea of I want to... Yeah, 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 I want to. I want. I'm trying, I'm, I want to penetrate you. Yeah. yeah, for for her to then do almost the same thing, not with not with <laughs> genitals, but with like her finger in his wound. I'm, 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 <laughs> am, am I way off here? No, I think it's really cool. I think there's some. I think there's something yeah, in that. Yeah. I do. Yeah, and so that causes him all this all this pain and anguish, and then just as he's about to do the kill shot. Uh, he then gets killed himself, we think, by by Gale. Mm-hmm. And how does Gale get the gun? Apparently, she kicked it out of his hand earlier in the scuffle or something. And this is when Randy comes to and just narrates for us the rules one more time. Yeah, they always come back for one last scare. But Gale did say, uh, safety off, that safety's off this right, time. better with the safety off, yeah. Which is why, like, you shoot her. You, you know what I mean? Like, that would have yeah. done it. Where's mm-hmm. Sydney? Bang. Okay, let's go find out. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, but, yeah. but we know that problem's taken care of <laughs> and he goes this one the supposedly dead killer comes back for one last scare and he gets up like a vampire yeah <laughs> and she shoots well, him right between shot. she shoots him right between the eyes he goes not my movie and we have one last TV report and the camera just sort of like zooms out and like pans over to like the countryside yeah. and then it just like fades out and that's, that's it yeah. and it's kind of an anticlimactic kind of finish to it it happens so quickly, doesn't it? It does. You just, you know, you it, just get out. He gives up too quick. You know, he gives. Up. Oh, I don't he, know. He's hidden it all that time being the killer, and then all of a sudden he just. I don't know up. what. I maybe need to see Cotton Jeery, Cotton whatever is it, Cotton, Cotton Weary, Cotton Weary getting out of jail. Yeah, and maybe Sydney being like, I, I don't know, but I, I need, I think it needed another scene. Yeah. As as much as I was glad the movie was kind of done because it was our double run and it was it was over, I was kind of good with that. So that yeah. is that. So now it's Endgame time. How do we feel about the role of women in this film? I mean, it's a horror film, so there's clearly a lot of women in this film. Very... You're not wrong. Um, let's break them down then, shall we? Okay, because there are tropes and they do play with the yeah, tropes. Yeah. But we have let's start with 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 Gale Weathers, right? So we have the manipulative shrew who then falls for the sweet guy at the end. Yeah, yeah. you know, she, she's not likable, then she is. She's, she's career-minded, but, yeah. you know. Uh, then you've got Tatum. The She's your typical... She's just strong. She's your typical big-breasted, blonde yeah, yeah, yeah. bimbo who yeah. dies in a horror movie. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. actually blonde in real life. She died a half with her. Yeah. As do most women in the horror movies, I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because they had a brunette as the lead, they couldn't have two brunettes. So. But she's a bit thick. Of the yeah. two of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. By thick, I mean slow. But yeah. feisty. Feisty? Yeah, she's, she's, no, she's, she's a really likable I character. I really enjoyed her throwing those balls. Yeah. yeah. And then we have Sydney's mom, who doesn't actually appear as a character, but we're just defined as her. And her, her, told her, how much of a whore Her definition was, is that she was just... A horse lot. Every, I mean, the girls in the stall. The girls are gossipy cows in the, in, yeah, in the stalls. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then outside of that, it's just Sydney who is for better. She is still fulfills that kind of pure virginal role. Yeah. Yes. She has sex with Billy in the end, but she's a virgin up until that point. Like it's, it, it's kind of a technicality. So, and again, um, she gives it up too quickly. In, in, in what regard? Well, in the fact that she's like, no, 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 no. 
And then it's like, well, okay. But then she has doubts again. But she must have had the doubts before. So why? I don't have an issue with she the fact. She has no self-respect whatsoever. I, I, I don't have an issue with the fact that she has sex with someone. That's fine. But the fact that she went for two years for reasons, you would assume. Yeah. And then went, you know what? He made a good point about the fact that I'll finger him for murder, but I won't let him touch me. <laughs> I'm going to give this up now. Yeah, just, I don't know. I don't, yeah, that was a bit. Uh, it just seemed a bit too. I don't know. Yeah. Also, the fact that it feels like he's rewarded for for for, for pressuring her in the sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an. I guess that's my biggest issue with this. He's rewarded for pressuring her in the sex, yep. and mm. also for being an absolute asshole and telling her she needs to get over the death of her mum. Like, granted, stuff. in the scene where it actually happens, I don't think he pressures her in that scene. I think she brings it up. Yeah. 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 In that scene, definitely. And so, in that regard, it's her agency, and I guess I applaud that. But I'm thinking it's not just a vacuum. It's not just one scene. It's the it's the build up of. A bunch of stuff, and she's had conversations with her friend about, you know, should I give it? Should, 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 should I have sex? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, overall, I mean, I don't know. Sydney's smart. She's resilient. Is she, is she smart? Well, for a horror movie, it's a problem. We, we have to look through, <laughs> through his lens, don't she, we? She has moments of being smart, and then moments where you think, "Come on." Yeah, I don't know. Do we like Gail Weathers? No, I do. I don't. I do. I don't in any of them. I like her towards the end. I like her relationship with Dewey. I think he softens her. I think... They're far too one-dimensional. Bo- no, it's a horror movie. Again, I yeah, gotta keep yeah, saying yeah. this. Yeah. But they're far too one-dimensional. And it's like the most... You get your most brash, rude character and your most sweet, simple-minded character and you put them together. I think my problem that, is... That's how comedy works. I think my problem is I like Courtney Cox. <laughs> so I'm just like... Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if I do or not. It's you really were just difficult. talking about her eyebrows for the whole film. You were talking about her eyebrows. <laughs> Something about 90s eyebrows, I don't know. She had to lobby for the part. They, Did she? They originally didn't want her. Yeah. Do, we, do we know who else might have been? Uh, let me check to make That's sure right. I didn't just delete that picture. Yeah, I think I did. Um, yeah, no, there was two other people. They, want, they wanted a well-known actress for it. Oh, um, yeah. and She was she, only a couple of years into Friends at that point. She was yeah. a couple of years into Friends at that point, and she decided she wants this part because she wants to, wants to play a bitchy part rather than being typecast as what her friend's character is. Yeah. Which kind of went that role anyway. Which kind of went that role anyway in yeah. the end, but uh, yeah, no. So she right. actually had to lobby and try again. So let's talk about this. Who is your favorite character in the film? Uh, well, when I was a kid, when I watched it, when I was a teenager, it was Skeet Ulrich. Not as the character, but as the person. So Billy. Playing. Billy. Billy was the one I I thought he was a great actor in this. Right. Um, as for character-wise, I think I liked uh, Tate. Who? Shame, shame, no, Rose McGowan. Tatum. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have, I should have realized. I'm like, who yeah, the heck's yeah, Tate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of a, of a guy because I think Tate's kind of a male yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, Tatum. So I, I, I like Tatum I like her. Too. I don't know. I don't know. She's just a feisty all-round. you got to like a friend who's always got a bed. Yeah. Always got a bed to spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. How could um, you not? Yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I liked her. All right. Ellie. Um, I really hated all of them, but if I really had to pick, then Tatum probably because right. I quite like the sass that she gives the killer before yeah. she realizes it realizes that it's the killer. Okay, Georgia. I do like Tatum, but I I really do quite like Sydney. I mean, Sydney. she's no. she's really quite stupid in some parts of it, but then she's but then she does things that are redeeming because they are she's going against the tropes of a traditional horror film, so it's. It's just fun. It's it's quite clever. I wasn't expecting it to be so clever. Okay. Uh, not as far as their characters, because I don't like the characters, but as far as the acting performances that went into them. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Henry Winkler, who I think is great as the principal. Yeah, he's good. I do think he, he's playing so against type. If you knew him as the Fawns, exactly. this is so against type. 
Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give mine to Skeet Ulrich. I'm going to give mine to Billy. I think yeah, he's Billy. great at making you – he's smoldering enough, but he's got that 90s hot guy thing. Let me go, oh, Sydney, how could you? How could you not? But then he makes you – he's very believable in the idea that he's a bit damaged, a bit raw. Yeah. And you go, which one is he? And I think if he's not as – I think two and three – I haven't seen four. I think two and three are nowhere near as good because I don't think they no. ever figured out how to do a villain like this. And the double act is fun too. It and I, it, it could have gone – I mean, They play off each other so well. That final scene, Ski, uh, uh, Matthew Lillard's great yeah. in that final scene. But yeah, overall, very good. overall, for the sake of the entire movie – uh, I'm going to go with um, Skeet Ulrich yeah. as a, just, a, just a really, really good acting performance for what it for what the part calls for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, favorite, uh, best, I've got here best moment or element. Um, let's do that, but can you also throw in best, best, best death scene? Um, so they can be the same thing, or if you've got two separate things, go ahead. Thing. Okay. My favorite death scene is Rose McGowan again, Tatum. Okay. Um, because it's cleverly done. Um, I my favourite bit that always makes me laugh is when she's describing the punch and she goes, "Bam, bitch went down." <laughs> yeah, you, you have mentioned that a few times. Yeah, no, that always makes me maybe, smile. Maybe, maybe we can get it as, as like a ringtone for it or something like that. <laughs> I do like that. There's I, so many good quotable lines in this film. But apparently, so they're memorable. I can <laughs> no, 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 they're so are. But that's one of my. Fa- that always makes me smile. Okay, uh, Ellie. Um, so yeah, they're they're one and the same for me. The garage scene. So when okay. the yeah, when she gets killed in the dog flap. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Georgia, I did really appreciate her throwing the bottles around at that point. Um, but other than that, I quite. I mean, that the end third of the film is like one big scene. Yeah, and I think that's really clever. Like it's all done almost in real time, which you don't see a lot of. I guess you probably do more in horror films because that's kind of how they work. But uh, I'm going to go with you and say that I think I'll join the consensus and go the dog flaps probably the it's most the death. memorable yeah. death. Yeah. My favorite moment, I'm going to go all the way back to the start and say Drew Barrymore and that opening sequence yeah. oh, with, with her in it. With the popcorn on fire. Well, just the idea that. that it was just the ultimate psych out. Yeah. And the fact that we went, okay, I think I know, oh, and it gives you the idea, here's the tone of the film. It's going to be self-referential. It's going to be aware of itself. It's going to do a little bit of a wink. Oh, it only happens in the movies. Wink, wink, wink. And Every time you think you got something figured out, get ready for it because you're not going to have it. And it just set the tone for the film perfectly. The weird thing mm-hmm. about this is I see them as two separate movies. I see the first opening bit as a different movie to the rest of it. Yeah. Because you kind of forget about the Drew Barrymore part after a while. Yeah, but I think it's important to set that table Oh, with yeah, it. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. at the time, it was such a big shock. Yeah, I agree. It does seem that once all of a sudden they go, it's the one year anniversary of of uh, Sydney's mum's death. Like we never hear about Casey and Steve again. No, <laughs> no. It's just about it's just about uh, poor Sydney. Um, what about a grumble? Does anybody have a grumble on this one? Yeah, the so many. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, try and what's your principal grumble then, Liam? Do you have one? Well. The fact that the bodies, you know, getting them on top of vans, stringing them up and having all this time and going into the toilets when they shouldn't be, it's just, I don't know, it's, it seems too planned. The logistics of it. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's got to be almost impossible to plan one of these movies. Yeah. You just, even with two people, but no, fair enough. It's, it's I, I, yeah. If it's a question we can come up with, it's a question they should have considered. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Ellie. Um, well, you asked for the principal grumble. I do have a lot of grumbles about the principal, but um, <laughs> this, um, that's two. It's not the, very good. 
thanks. Um, but yeah, so the fact that Dewey just completely slacks on all of his cop duties, like, is a, he's <laughs> yeah. a terrible, terrible cop. Lets them out of his sight when he's specifically told one thing he's not to do is to let them out of his sight. Like, he completely makes you think he's the killer because he's just such a shit cop. And um, I've just put in my notes that he deserves to die. Even in the bit where he's like... <laughs> There's a car I'm supposed to check out. I thought we'd walk. It's like, nope. no. It's probably important when there's a killer on the loose that you actually get in the car. Yeah. yeah. You don't invite someone to go on a drive. It's not a date. You need to actually go do your job, <laughs> mm-hmm. do we? All right. You have a deputy. Georgia. Yeah, no, mine's probably a combination of the two. The logistics of this are a nightmare. But also the fact that he slacks on his job is, I kind of go, how much of this wouldn't have happened if you'd have just like, you know, shut the party down at the curfew? Like establish a curfew, that's fine, but then stick to the curfew or have there be re- repercussions of the curfew. Okay, and, 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 that, and that every parent as well was like, okay, with him yeah, and their kids. Yeah, yeah. That's the part I don't get was that mm-hmm. all the parents are like, yeah, there's a kid on the loose, go hang out as a mass, targeting teenagers, go, go hang, hang out, out as, as a, a mass group. group of teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where are all the parents? That's another thing. Don't know. That does my nut. Maybe they're all in cupboards tied up across <laughs> the <laughs> They've all just gone away until Sunday. Yeah, my biggest grumble ties in with my favorite death scene. Okay. It's no one discovers Tatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the idea that she's dead, but there's no payoff to that death until Sydney has to be the one to find her. And that's a good while later. That's a good while. I know they all get in the cars. Everybody gets in the cars and leave. No one's (laughs) like, no headlights have hit that garage on the way by. We also said while it was happening, was this garage at the back of the house? Yeah, like, Like, it's just so bizarre that you get the whole front scene, but no garage. What was wrong with that other window? And I was like, well, she's got to fall out of this window because of the boat and also because it's near the garage. (laughs) So many coincidences. Um, is it uh, best role ever for any? I mean, I think it's Nev Campbell's. I mean, it's the thing she'll always be remembered for. Oh yeah, for sure. I haven't seen The Craft, so I haven't seen Wild Things. I mean, no. so there's a very specific. You can as you can feel there's yeah, a very specific yeah, kind yeah. of genre we're talking about here. But uh, I should always be remembered to scream more. I scream. Think. It's got to be because the franchise, isn't it? If you were to find out Nev Campbell was to retire from acting forever tomorrow, yeah, uh, we'd all go Nev Campbell star scream. Yeah. And we wouldn't even think about anything else. Maybe Party of Five. Maybe. Yeah. But as far as films go, no way. No. And she was never bigger than she was after the first scream. No, she that wasn't. was her biggest that sort was, of thing. Yeah, her breakout. So, um, yeah, I think it's that. For the others, I don't really. Uh, I, mean, I think that's the same. I think this is a bigger film for um, David Arquette. I think almost everybody except for uh, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, yeah. And Lee Schreiber. Yeah. But I think for everybody else, this is probably their biggest role. I don't know enough Rose, Rose McGowan stuff to comment on it. Yeah, this is a bigger role, I, I should imagine, yeah. And same with um, Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, I mean, he was in Can't Hardly Wait, but it's not really anything. No. Oh, no, that's not Skeet West- Ulrich, sorry, that's Matthew Lillard. Didn't, he do, a, didn't he do a Western of some sort? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, this was like a, a, a 90s teen cast or yeah, young yeah, yeah. 20-something cast, and they didn't, you know, they, you don't always find work after that too much, so. Wasn't Lillard um, shaggy? In yes, he was. DVD. Lillard actually, it might oh. be, it might be. Okay, maybe not Lillard's best role. Oh, best, best is the maybe up best the creek without a paddle. Is maybe that best, one? yeah, up, uh, with with without, without a paddle. paddle. Yeah, but you could argue this is his. I think he's a better actor in this than he is in Scooby Doo. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think he might be more remembered now as Shaggy, but I would say best role as far as acting performance in this. I knew I recognized him from something. Yeah, that's completely blown my mind. But I mean, yeah. but, I, but, I, but I mean, he is. I mean, that's all he can do. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, may, yeah. Maybe he'll surprise you one day and he'll do Hamlet, and I'll be like, yeah. "Wow, awesome job!" He's very uh, much himself playing the the Oscar for best actor might one day go to <laughs> go to Matthew Lillard. I don't see it happening though. Yeah, Mr. Lillard, if you're listening to that, please take it as a challenge. I would yes. love to see you in something else. 
Um, outside of that, um, it's just time for the age game, the age game. Let's all play the age game. Whoop, whoop. Let's do it. A- right. Unusual one. Ellie gets to play this week. Mm. Yeah. It's just a shame because I'm really not very good at the age game. <laughs> so I quite like doing the other part. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's start with, start at the beginning. Drew Barrymore. Mm. Mm. That's going to be really interesting, actually. 96. 96. Hmm. Nice. We're, we're, we're all trying to do the math I'm going to say 19. I have no idea what year she was born in, so. I'm going to say... Twenty-one. I'm going to go low. I'm going to say 17. 21, Liam was right. Woo! Wow. Good job, buddy. Uh, Nev Campbell. Oh, I know this one, I think. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say 19 again. I'm going to say older. I'm going to say 23. 23, Liam, you're on a oh, roll. On. Uh, Courtney Cox. Oh, slightly older. I'm going to say 32. No, you're high. 30. 27. 32. What? Shut, Shut up. You guys Three have, in a row. You guys have passed messages a lot. <laughs> Rose McGowan. Oh, this is tricky. Um, I'm going to guess whatever Liam guesses. <laughs> 18. No, older than that. Mm, 22. 23. 23. Oh, <laughs> damn you. <laughs> uh, 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 Skeet Ulrich. Oh, Who was that? He's, the, he's, he's, Billy. The, he's Billy. Right. Um, I'm going to say 25. 24. 28. 26. Oh, somewhere in the middle. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Ooh. Which one is that? He's the sidekick. Again. He's douche guy. Right. Okay. 25. Uh, 24. 26. Ooh, again. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I thought you'd gone. Ellie would you have said 26. First. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely 26. Um, and just because he does make an appearance, where's Craven? Where's Craven? Wes Craven. Craven. Ooh. Uh, God, I didn't even pay attention to him. 50. I'm going to say older. 54. 59. 57. Oh, wow. So he gets whacked around the face with a phone at quite the age. I, think, I think Henry Winkler deserves a shout if you can find him. He's not on my list. That's Hang fine. On, if he's not on my list, if he's on the list, you're okay. It's the principal, right? It is the principal, yeah. We, we, we can all go ahead and give some guesses as to his age oh and if Georgia finds Blue. it. Go on, then. Uh, I'm going to go back with... I'm going to go 52. I'm going to go 56. Okay. 49. All right. How many years ago was this film? 96. So take away 24. He was 50. Yeah. It's 52, so I don't know what everybody else said. I, was, I said 49. I said oh, then you're close. There you go. I'll see you then. So, that is that. So, Georgia, you put your phone away, but this is usually the part where you tell us what the critics said about the film. Kevin Thomas from the Los Angeles Times says, It's sensational in both senses of the word. A bravura provocative send-up of horror pictures that's also scary and gruesome, yet too swift-moving to lapse into morbidity. 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 Morbidity, yes. That's a difficult word. Roger Ebert gave it three stars out of four, so generally quite liked it, and says, Instead of leaving it to the audience to anticipate the horror cliches, the characters talk about it openly. Um, so when we have Drew Barrymore getting a phone call from an evil Jack Nicholson sound-alike, she's standing in front of patio doors with a dark night outside. She goes into a kitchen where there are lots of big knives about. We already know the drill. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert says, what do I think about this movie? As a film critic, I liked it. I liked the in-jokes and the self-aware characters. At the same time, I was aware of the incredible level of gore in this film. It is really violent. Did we think it was really violent? I think we've been desensitized. <laughs> is it possible that, yeah, yeah, Roger Ebert as a 50, 60-year-old man in 96 was going, this is really rough, and we're going, eh. Yeah. We just watched Goodfellas. 
Well, it was from 90, and he loved yeah, that. I guess. Yeah. Also, 50 gallons of fake blood used on this, so wow. there was quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, generally uh, generally held in, in to, to high regard. I think it's like 70-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and what, 7-point-something on IMDb, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So um, that is that's all that's left for us to do now is go ahead and give our ratings on our Halloween special. Ooh. So Liam, uh, what spooky review did you give? I give this a seven and a half stabs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seven and a half stabs out of ten. I'm guessing out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just stab in the dark on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellie. If we're, if we're going for um, specific ratings, um, I'll give it six erect nipples out of ten. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hello. Maybe, maybe six very cold garages. <laughs> very cold garages. Six combinations of very cold garages and very thin, thin shirts. Thin <laughs> uh, Georgia? Um, I'm going to give it seven and a half, and I've not thought of a witty thing to say, so there we go. Hmm. What about okay. you? I'm going to get... If it's, I'm going to give it because I really this is one where I really like how clever it is. Yeah, I think okay. I'm with I think I'm with Roger Ebert on this. I really like how clever it is. Uh, that being said, there are moments that uh, the internal logic sort of falls apart for me. Yeah, but yeah. I will go. I still really really enjoy it. I enjoy really enjoyed movie. watching it again. Yeah. I'm going to go eight. He's behind you, Jamie's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So that is what we thought about that. So all that's left to do again is remind people. We've already announced it previously, but next week we are doing the American president. We are indeed. In celebration of the election day. Mm-hmm. And all that happens, whoever you're voting for, I guess I hope your guy wins. Um, <laughs> do you, though? I, Does anyone uh, want Trump to win? No. I'm going for Unfortunately, this one. lots no, of people no do. No one wants Trump to win. No one with... Mm. Humanity. We are officially uh, <laughs> non-Trump supporters. Non, non, non-partisan. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this is where I reveal myself as the no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, this is where it gets picked up by Donald Trump. That ho- we don't like him on hopefully, all that matters is that I would be okay with that. Hopefully, all that matters is that the people um, get a result that they feel at least the majority have spoken. Yeah, and that there's no it's, it, it, that we, there's a clear winner. In this election, so that everybody without can, cheating, without cheating, so that everybody can just go ahead and go whether I like it or I don't like it. This is how democracy works. The person yeah. with the most votes gets to go in, yeah. and if that is the guy we want or I want, great. And if it's the, I mean, I don't, it's not my country, but obviously the whole world is impacted by this. Well, I was watching a thing earlier, and uh, Michael Keaton, who's not really politically active, okay, with stuff, has gone publicly about supporting the other guy. What's his name? Joe Biden. Joe Biden, yeah. I don't watch the news, so. Yeah, he's, he's the other guy. Since all this COVID thing happened, I just avoid the news. <laughs> I love how it's like, yeah, we don't want Trump to win, but who's the other guy? President other guy. Well, yeah, him? I mean, come on. <laughs> to be fair. It's got to be to, better. To be fair, compared to Obama, he was the other guy. Who's the, who's, who's the other guy sitting beside Obama? Oh, okay, him. Yeah, yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him. So, um, really interesting though is that Joe Biden's like seventy-eight years old. Mm-hmm. So, like, wow. when it comes be... so when it comes down to his next election, theoretically, he'd be eighty-two. Would he be the old? Would he? Trump's younger. He's like seventy-three. Not still old, isn't it? Well, still, but I mean, like, he'd be yeah, done his second yeah. term at seventy-seven. Biden's going to start at seventy-eight. Yeah. Wow. His birthday seventy-seven now. I think. I think his birthday's in November, so right, he'd be seventy-eight yeah. when he takes office. So theoretically, could would you have a second term in you at eighty-two? Probably not. Or do you yield it to Kamala Harris, who will be your? Now you can't just yield it, but she'd be yeah. the she'd be the, the, the nominee. So really interesting stuff. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. 
if because I don't really know much about American presidents, say he gets into office, yep. Biden, right, and he passes away in two years. Come, come, Marla Harris gets to finish the rest of his term. Is he the support guy, the deputy guy? She is the vice. She would she, be the vice oh, president she. in this situation. If Biden's elected, she is. She is going to be the first female vice president. Should this happen? Oh, okay. So, so by, she would, by, by default. By so. default, it, there's, not, there's not even a question. She becomes president. Okay. And then does she get to get reelected? Uh, that then it's a decision. If she chooses to run, if they choose as the Democratic Party to present her as the candidate, okay, she'd so have to go to the convention, do all the campaigning. Usually, yeah. the sitting president gets to come back, but that's usually because they've actually run. Oh, okay. So the theory being because she's vice president, I'm not sure if it's that easy or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it would it would depend on a number of factors. I'm assuming. Okay. So there we go. That's so interesting. I've learned something. A little political talk in yeah. preparation for our episode on the American president. Yeah. Next week so uh thank you for listening yeah, to our thank halloween you. thing thank you for voting if you voted for Coraline, it is coming we do promise it is coming yeah, yeah. if you voted for scream we felt this was the right decision so yeah. thank you for listening sticking it out hopefully you uh sticking it out that's a little stabby stabby <laughs> sort of thing there hopefully you enjoyed uh this we are probably all fairly exhausted after doing oh, yeah. two straight i'm i'm definitely mm-hmm. feeling yeah. it my eyeballs are heavy mom spaghetti and all that stuff <laughs> so thank you for joining us for scream please join us on not even next week on tuesday mm. when we do uh, the American president. So, for best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. And I've been Georgia. And don't forget the rules. You're not allowed to have sex. You're not allowed to drink. Everyone's a suspect. And we'll be right back. We'll see you next time. Take care, friends.